and everything. Feeling what you got. Domination. Snot bubbles. Crazy eyes. Whatever. That dominates. Three. Travis Ishikawa hits one in the right. The Giants win the pennant. Two. Avengers! I'm gonna show you how great I am. Assemble. One. And here we go. Hey guys, guess what? Did you know it? We're back. It's the third episode. Come on, open the door. Sit down. Have a good time. We're going to talk about some stuff. We're going to talk about some stuff with somebody that you might think it would be pretty boring to talk with. And that'd be my own brother. But surprisingly enough, we don't talk that often. We don't talk that often because we like to save it for when we are in person, which is now a possible thing, seeing as that you've come back. You were away for a while, and now you're back. And now we can sit down and actually get together and talk, and that's when we go on for seven hours about everything that's happened in the months beforehand. And guess what? We're going to do that in front of a microphone today. As I said, he's my brother. He's Leo London. He's sitting across from me, and thanks for coming. Yeah, no problem. Thank you for having me. Oh, yeah. It's going to be good. Yeah. Lots of stuff to talk about. Oh, absolutely. Uh, you are a man that wears many hats. Yep. You are like me in that you have 900 things happening all at one time. Uh, you're a competitive card player. Yep. And that is not poker, people. That is Yu-Gi-Oh. Uh, you are a competitive Pokemon player, but that's not cards. That's the... The VGC. The VGC. Yes. You pro wrestler. Yep. You in the comics. Yep. You're a movie fanatic like I am. You're a music nut like I am. Absolutely. You're, you're, you have your own sports loves, although they're not shared by me. I'm not a football. I'm not a footy guy, but you definitely are. Mm-hmm. Um, so we have a lot in common, but we also have, uh, a lot not in common. Like we're definitely on the opposite ends of spectrums. Like I like comics for a different reason that you do. And that's why when you and I sit down and watch Marvel movies, it's actually fun to talk about after because we just don't see things the same. You see them as more of a diehard fan and I'm watching it just as, you know, a guy that's enjoying this superhero thing yeah it's almost like we grew up with an ocean in between us yeah <laughs> which yeah for anyone that didn't know uh or doesn't know the story my brother and i were separated for 13 years uh growing up i moved here he moved elsewhere to not by choice uh it was a family split up breakup weird kind of thing and when he came back, we basically had to relearn uh, who we were. But what's also super weird about that is that even after being away for 13 years, we would uh, turn on an instance when somebody says something we found to be stupid. Yeah, exactly. And we would do the same hand gestures, the same facial expressions, have the same whatevers, uh, mannerisms. I think that's what you call it. Yep. Uh, we uh, gesticulate in a very similar way. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Yeah, even even being gone for so long. But our interests, what I found to be very uh, I guess very interesting, is that we've actually still kept the same interests in a way, but like also, again, like I said, at the same time, like completely different. Yeah, they morphed based on our like different experiences growing up. Yeah. And uh, location had a lot to do with it. Yeah, well... <laughs> As it would, again, especially when you're gone. So one of the things I wanted to start off with is not necessarily about you or I. I just wanted to touch on a couple of things that have come up. 
uh, since the last episode with James Corber, which you can find pretty much anywhere you find your podcast. I'll admit, I haven't figured out this whole iTunes thing. It's kind of being super weird. Uploading it to there doesn't work half the time, and then i got to talk to someone about it, and then they don't get back to me, and then I'm working on it. All right, we're going to figure it out. We're going to one foot in front of the other. We're going to work on it. But uh, they announced uh, one of my favorite game franchises was is Assassin's Creed, and they finally announced Assassin's Creed Valhalla, which I was very interested to see if they kept uh, the Odyssey um, kind of style to the game, and they did. The combat's very Odyssey-like. Mm. They they're keeping, you know, the, what was it, conquest fights or whatever, where it was like a, you know, you'd have like a sea of people in Odyssey. It looks like from what I saw in the gameplay trailer that they're going to keep that kind of like, like cluster fighting and stuff like that. So that's pretty cool. I enjoy that. Nice. Uh, Odyssey and Black Flag were the only two I played a lot. Odyssey for obvious reasons. Um, if you know me that well. But um, one thing I want to talk about about that game real quick. I know you want to talk about Valhalla. But I always thought it was funny that they swear all the time. All the time. But he says Malacca. Yeah. Which, why? Yeah. You've already dropping F-bombs. For those that don't know, Malacca loosely translates to he who masturbates. So it's like calling somebody a wanker. So I thought it was interesting that he would drop F-bombs and then say Malacca like they couldn't say wanker. I, I just don't understand. <laughs> yeah, it. you know what it is? I imagine it was somebody in the writing that just thought it would be funny. And Maybe. And just like, you know what, this is super hilarious. I'm going to put it in. Uh, one thing with Valhalla that looks like they're doing is now they're giving you the gender option which is now becoming obviously more and more common male, female uh, character. They have come out and said that they're not restricting. It's so weird that this is a thing in video games, but they're not restricting your sexual activity based on your gender now in video games. Like it's a weird thing to say, but like, it's cool. Like it's whatever. It's not something I ever care about, but I'm sure people who play do like whatever, want to do what they do, I guess. Yeah. They did. They did that with Odyssey too. They did with um the game I remember that the most is um oh it's gonna it's gonna kill me now something something Andromeda uh Mass Effect Mass Effect you could do a whole bunch of different choices and decisions that you know you could do whatever you need to do with that person to that person that was the first game that I truly remember like that being like oh I guess Dragon Age did it too back in the day but oh yeah you could bang everybody in Dragon yeah. Age <laughs> it just it kind of went away there for a while but now again it's being brought up. I kind of think it's kind of funny it's being packaged as this, like, new thing, but it's something that's happened for, like, a long time. Yeah, like, Dragon Age Origins, didn't that come out on, like, the 360? Yeah, it did. Yeah, I like... A, I was a big Dragon Age guy. I love that Dragon Age Origins. Not the other ones, though. Every s- subsequent sequel, they're like, here's everything you love to Dragon Age Origins, and we're going to put it on the shelf, and we're never going to touch it again. And then oh, we're going to make a totally different game where you don't get to play your character. That's Madden for me. Um... Uh, Madden for me, they seem to always do that kind of thing where they're like, hey, here's these great features, and then we're going to take them away and then give you more to do with the Ultimate Team because fuck you. Ultimate I, Team's how I they make go, money. I could, no, nah, I'm not even going to get into that rabbit hole. <laughs> That's a long-term rabbit hole I don't want to go That is down. huge in FIFA. Uh, huge. I know it is. Every game. Hockey now. Basketball. Actually, does basketball have one? Yeah, basketball has one. Every Well, anything EA touches mostly has one. Um, but uh, with Valhalla again, they um, their combat seems to be taken from Odyssey. Like it's kind of the same 
um, not necessarily just button mashing. Like you, your skills are important. Same thing. You can like set them. Each weapon, you know, you set them to your your button configuration. And then one thing I noticed is that they just reading. Like I didn't see this, but I, I read this somewhere. I don't do research, so don't at me. But they said um, they've pretty much removed side quests from the game. That's bizarre. Like, so you know how they had level walling? Like, you could not get this far and, like, beat this boss or get to here or progress in the story unless you did these monotonous whatever uh, side quests. It's kind of like... what it, Assassin's Creed's been bad for having side quests that are pretty, like, fucking around. Uh, in my opinion, like, I get really bored having to do... 8,000 side quests that are the same. Yeah, like Black Flag was really bad for that. Exactly. So they said they've kind of taken that out, and it's now completely story-driven. You can still explore. You can still do your own thing. You can do Viking rap battles, which is like this big thing. I didn't watch any of it because I'm going to be interested just to to see how that works when I'm playing it. But uh, they've taken out side quests. So I thought that was pretty ballsy. Not They said they haven't removed them, but they've gotten rid of like apparently 85 to 90 percent of them and they've made them important that now. makes sense i like that i don't mind them but people i just quickly because i hate twitter so they people were compl- well sorry i hate complaining twitter and they were complaining like well you're taking away content from the game you're taking away content that doesn't need to be there like if you want to mindlessly skyrim your way to useless side quests go play elder scrolls games like, I don't want that. I want the focus on that story because Assassin's Creed stories are awesome. It's the extra little stuff they try to do that kind of kill them for me after, like, I don't know, 10 hours. I think um, what people are forgetting is that this is not a game you have played, so they're not taking anything out of the game. <laughs> they are they are creating space to put more new stuff in. Right. How many times in Black Flag, Black Flag, for example, did you pretty much perform the exact same assassination mission on a guy that has a different name? Yeah. And it really doesn't amount to anything. And he might have had a different name, but he pretty much had the same design to him. Like, it was the same situation. It was yeah, just a like, different island or whatever. It's the same mission. Yeah. <laughs> so, is. like, that's all they're doing is they're taking out that, and then you get more time to explore the world that you're in. And yeah. I loved Odyssey for that reason. Oh, it was vast. It was huge. I love yeah. that you couldn't like you can go to certain places yet. Like, did you actually have to put in the time to do that? It was it, overall. I thought Assassin. I didn't finish it because I have serious ADD with video games that I have a hard time not finish. I have a hard time finishing them. Uh, it's just how I am. So I have three hundred and seventy-five games downloaded on my Xbox. Hmm. It's hard to just not move on to the next new cool hotness or whatever. But yeah. I, I have it. I'll finish it at some point. Maybe on the next bit of quarantine is the way things are going, but... I uh, remember sneaking in to steal the Achilles armor, like, way before I was supposed to have it. And then I was really pissed when I found out I couldn't wear it. Yeah, (laughs) you do all that work. I wish that didn't happen. I wish, like, if you go out of your way to do that kind of stuff, you should... Whatever. The limits and stuff I get, but... Yeah, I had to sneak into a camp where, like, if one of them see me and they hit me once, I was so underleveled I was killed. Yeah. And I got out. I got in and I got out with the gear. How long did that take you? Uh, Many deaths because I had to map out where each guy was moving and would see me. So eventually I figured out the right path to just go in. I walked in and walked out like it was nothing. The problem is all the deaths it took me to get it. Yeah. And that's only one piece. You have to get the helmet the glaives i think that's one thing that bothers me about games now is that you can do that i don't know why that bothers me but it bothers me like there should be consequences to just dying 
That's what I like. Yeah. I know you don't like Dark Souls that much. At least I think. I think no, that's the case. No, not at all, really. I love them because when you fucking die, they punish you for it. Like, and you, it's so easy. You step out of place or you miscalculate something, you're just fucking toasted. I miss back in the day where, it's super funny to say, like, back in the day. When you played Mario and you fucking died, you felt it. Like, you're <laughs> like, there was a consequence to dying. And I hate that you can just go, like, click, save, walk in. Like Resident Evil 2. Okay, Resident Evil 2 scored you on how many times you saved so there was like encouragement to not save every time you hit a save point yeah and then the save points were so few and far between that when you died you had to play a fucking quarter of the game back and it would annoy the hell out of you but it would you know it gave you a punishment for dying and i think that that's missing now i can just click save click save click save click save click save and there's no repercussion there's no punishment it sucks but <laughs> the, the punishment is the time yeah but i mean <laughs> Like, if I know I have a blocked amount of time to sit down and play a game, I don't care about that. Yeah, and if you're determined, like, that's how I am. Like Aaron. Aaron finally, be- she did what our grandmother could never do. At least I'm pretty sure she never did it. Was beat Donkey Kong 64. Not only did she beat it, she 101%ed it. That means she went in and did the final thing that you have to do, which is play the old school Donkey Kong arcade, Donkey Kong arcade game, which is a fucking nightmare to beat in the in the donkey kong 64 game she went through she beat it and whatever i've never heard i've played games my whole life and i've never let out a yell of victory the way she did when not only did you beat it once but you got to beat it a second time to get some stupid coin i shouldn't say stupid coin but some coin and she was so hyped like it was like the Ravens winning the Super Bowl. Like it was huge. Like she just she was like, I don't know what game to play anymore. Like I'm done. Like I got nothing left. Like I just put thirty five hours into something. But when you died, there were consequences. You had to restart the whole level and all that stuff. Yep. I like that about games. I feel like now hopefully Valhalla does something to challenge me in that way. Like I I don't want a save point. I wanna like I wanna feel the need to save at certain spots, but I might be an outlier uh, there now. But that's a little things about Valhalla that I picked up in the last couple of days. Briefly, kind of reading. Um, yeah, I'm pretty excited about it. I think it's November 17th. I think that drops. I'll probably be a first day buyer of that one. There's a couple of games like Madden I'll have early because the um, like don't usually buy call of duty games on the day of i might buy the next one because i'm really into the current one again after not being into it for a few years and then yeah i'll probably buy valhalla as like a day one thing pretty cool um so that's that so check it out go look it up if you're into it if you're not into it it's a new game that i'm excited about they talked about a whole bunch of them but i don't have the time to like go and watch every clip, every video, every 45 hour and a half long review. I just ain't got that. It's it's not for me. It kills it for me. So I understand that. You don't want to yeah. like... I want to know as little about the game as possible. That's how I played Spider-Man. I knew nothing about it yeah, when it came out. Yeah, I like that. The Same thing kind of with like uh, movies. 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 Is that I don't like watching the trailer. Like, generally I know... If I am or I'm not going to go and watch the movie already. I don't need to, like, I, I like the first trailer where it's, like, 10 seconds or whatever. Like, when the the Star Wars first came back, like, in that first of the, the last three movies. 
and like all you saw was Han. Like that's all yeah. I needed to see. I already knew he was going to be there. But like I went through that whole movie without spoilers, which was really fucking hard. Yeah, cuz you didn't even see it like release week. No, I saw it like 2 weeks after. Cuz I, I, I refused to fight through crowds. I deleted Twitter, my Facebook, everything. I just got rid of everything and at work if someone even just mentioned it, I just closed like I covered my ears and screamed at the top of my lungs shut the fuck up i'd walk out of the room like i saw it like twice opening day and like we lived together at the time and all i want to do is talk about star wars and i can't well until we saw it and when we did i was finally so happy because i could talk about everything i knew (laughs) like fucking james bond is in it like (laughs) all that stuff all that kind of crazy stuff like yeah, it was hard. It was really hard. I just couldn't do the crowds. I couldn't do the opening day crowds yeah. because I want to usually punch people in the face for being all up in my shit or being mad that I'm not in costume or that extreme fandom that really drives me nuts. And you know what did it? You know what screwed it for me? Was mm. Harry Potter movies. So when the Harry Potter movies came out, some asshole was in full gear. And I don't care if you do that. I'm not... I'm not saying, like, if you cosplay and go watch a movie that you're an asshole. This guy was an asshole. Who happened to cosplay. Yeah, exactly. So he was all dressed up as, I don't know, some guy. I've never really seen Harry Potter movies. (laughs) Or really read the books. I think I've seen, like, two because Aaron had me watch them. It was hard to get through. But um, this guy was, like, dressed up. He had, like, an owl on his shoulder that had this, like, string. And he could, like, move the fucking wings or whatever. And the wings kept hitting my fucking hat because we were in line. And I was like, look, asshole. Like, we're going to have a fucking problem if you don't cut it out with that fucking owl. Like, whatever. And then he he mouthed off. And I was like, look, man. Like, are you going to wear that during the movie? Like, people are going to be able to see. Like, don't be an asshole. I actually ended up getting kicked out because my rage level went way too high. And I said a few words that I probably shouldn't have. And then I just never watched Harry Potter up until a couple of years ago. So... That's why I can't do the crowds for opening. I now assume that every movie like that is going to be... The only one I did, we we watched, uh, I think it was Infinity War. Yeah. Or was it Endgame? I think we watched both of them first day. In, like, private theaters. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, had a, I have a different experience with Harry Potter. Oh, God. So, there was this guy. So, with the last book, someone, like, leaked it. So, people had it in advance. And somebody was walking past the lineup of people to buy the Harry Potter book, like, making it look like he was shooting a YouTube video. And there's probably, like, a million of these videos because, you know, people are jerks on the internet. Assholes. And he walks up and he's like, what are you here for? And someone would be like, oh, I'm just here for Harry Potter. I was there for something completely different. I don't know. I forget what I was there for. And he goes, oh, yeah? Well, what if I told you on page 100 and whatever, whatever, so-and-so dies? And I'm like, holy shit, this guy's an asshole. I'd have punched him in the face. And, like... Uh, that, that's an immediate... At least rough. kick him in the shin. Like, I would at least stomp him in the shin. Like, for sure. Yeah. I, if I, you do that, you're just scummy, man. Yeah. Scummy. Same with, like, you know... So there's an NFL player, I can't remember who, I think it was LaShawn McCoy, that, uh, when, uh, I think it was Endgame came out. Which, which movie? Endgame or Infinity War? Anyways, one of the He dropped, ones. yeah, he dropped, what was it? Yeah, I think he dropped, like, Loki dying, or he dropped, he dropped one of the, the, one of the main characters die in those movies. And people, or, it was Stark. Oh. So he saw it, and he was like, yeah, Tony dies. I don't 
know what you guys are fucking. Of course he does. And he just tweeted it. And, like, this is a NFL, you know, Super Bowl champion, you know, 13,000 yards career rushing. This guy is, like, a legitimate superstar. I don't know if he had 13,000, but he's, like, a legitimate superstar in the NFL. And he said, like, the nerd community came after him harder than the Philadelphia Eagles sports fans when he fucks up. Like, they roasted him and then he was like i'm super sorry i'm never gonna post a spoiler again i've learned my lesson like he actually did an apology like i'm like you know like when a comedian says something they you know people make him apologize. he did mm -hmm. that but for like because he really which he should he's an asshole for doing it yeah he's like i never understood the level of like fandom y'all have it's not just that man that is like what 12 years yeah of anticipation yeah. build up and you're gonna fucking just like that's like what you know what homer does when he walks out of the theater <laughs> vampire yeah. who would have thought darth vader was luke skywalker's father just in front of everybody <laughs> like i i don't even do that when i go to movies man i wait till i get in the car oh for sure you I should of course word. i don't say a fucking word i hear other people doing it and i just i just hard glare i might say like i liked it or like just general vague statements but i'm not gonna sit there and talk storyline break down the film just in case somebody's there to see it. Exactly. What if there's yeah. a fucking ten year old that hasn't seen it before? You know what I mean? Like I'm not gonna do that to the poor guy. Yeah. I remember I don't being be a that guy. I remember being in a wrestling locker room, uh for the last Jedi, and at this point, like Carrie Fisher had already passed. Yeah. Uh, so we were talking about not the movie, but like the fact that like we didn't know what was gonna happen now that she had died for like real. And the guy, somebody got mad at me for talking about The Last Jedi like that. And I was like, dude, she's dead. Like, for real, yeah. she's dead. <laughs> I'm not saying she died in the movie. You're not snapping her back <laughs> to life. Like, she's she's gone. Yeah, like, man, it was so, like, I understood his passion because I would be really mad. But, like, we're talking about Carrie Fisher, not Princess Leia. We had, right. like, Rise of Skywalker wasn't even being talked about yet. <laughs> yeah. So, like... Oh, man. Yeah, I, I totally understand the passion as I have it too. But, like, man, sometimes they go over the top and too serious. I, I feel that. I think hardcore fandom does that to me no matter what. Like, if I'm, for the most part, like, even wrestling. Like, wrestling Twitter. Like, I, I, I don't like guys now because their fans are just nightmares. So the same thing with like movies and stuff. I just stopped caring because I think their fans just poison my passion for it. I don't want to talk about it. Don't grant it. I'm not one that like I I troll on Twitter more than I actually you know put stuff out there that I care for people to read. Yeah. Just because it, Twitter's Twitter. Like I'm not a big social media personal guy. Mm -hmm. I like to just post trolling stuff or comment or you know post stupid stuff. I'm not really like a it's not where I get my news, if you know what I mean. Yeah. So, like, I I love going through... Yeah, guys, you're going to hear my cat. My cat's... I don't know what he's doing, but one of them's just squawking away. You're going to hear him. That's he's Peanut, here. for sure. Yeah, it is. Oh, <laughs> yeah, he's the only one that does that. Uh, the other one just scratches every wall for some reason because he's an asshole. Um, but, damn, I lost my train of thought now. Uh, fandom uh, Twitter. Yeah, so, I like, I don't, I don't get my politics from there if you know, yeah if, if you know what i mean like i don't care that much but like when i go into comment sections and i try to read through people's comments on anything i want to bash my head through multiple panes of glass <laughs> and just end it 
you know, Bill Burr myself into a ceiling fan. Like, just anything to get myself to forget about what I read. Like, it's horrible what they do to people. Yeah, I pretty much go on and I say, like, here's my new thing. Bam. My new video. My new, like, whatever. My new match. Like, whatever it is. And then I might say, like, I might comment passingly on something that i saw like i don't know some match or something that i enjoyed i'll be like hey i really like that match or whatever and then i'm gone and you know i might communicate with people i know on twitter but generally speaking it's a cesspool man even people we're close to have like really toxic fan bases like kenny's fan base is incredibly toxic 100 percent. you say anything about the guy well, okay. positive or negative. So for so what's funny about that is you and I have had multiple matches with the guy. We eight. Both, we both brag about it uh, continuously because uh, we can. I'm five and three. <laughs> Who's counting? I am. <laughs> <laughs> um, but he's a great guy, and you know I love talking to him. Uh, when my shoulder was separated, and I got essentially pulled from the match for a while because obviously I had to pop it back in, which is not fun. He totally understood, and then afterwards. Most guys don't like most guys that come in. He didn't don't care, but he came over. Like he made it a point to come over, and was like, "Yo, what happened? Like to your arm?" And it's like, "Oh, my shoulder dislocated again." And he goes, "Again?" He goes, "You kept going?" And I was like, "Yeah." He was like, "All right, that's cool, man. Like get better, whatever." Which for him to do that is like, yeah, he's way above whatever. But he took the time. He cared. But when we Got the big video, Don Callis, you, me, Kenny, you know, yep. egg, science, fat, whatever. I don't know how many messages I got calling me a fat tub of shit. Like, from his fan base. Like, That's I got, odd. I got, I got tons, man. I got Ooh. people popping huge. Oh, <laughs> I, I got that too. Like, oh, that's super cool. Like, congratulations. I got, you know, people from my fantasy football leagues. Oh, that's super cool. Hey, guys, I, I know this guy that did this and this. Here's the video, whatever. But I got a lot like, who the fuck are you to think that you belong? It's like, I know I don't fucking belong there, all right? You, like, you don't got to come at me like that. And he's like, look, you fat fucking whatever. And then it got to a point where it's like, you're just mad that you did it. Like, that's the point. That's like, yeah. that's the mentality I ended up getting. I got tons. I got at least 20 of them. I uh, didn't I, I, get anything negative, actually. Oh, I got tons, man. It was so weird. I and- also fucked up like five seconds in, so I got that a lot. Um. And you start I, working a guy's right arm, and Don Callis makes fun of you for it while he's at ringside. Yeah, I'm trying not to laugh, and I'm, and so is that is an uh, ultimate professional's trying not to laugh. Yeah. Uh, while Callis is making fun of me for doing it, but whatever, that, that's little stuff. That match was huge for us. Uh, yeah, and I just wish the like his I, fan base were dickheads. I it really bothers me that you had to experience that because I didn't experience that at all. I got yeah. people I don't even fucking know from like Los Angeles and everywhere else. Yeah philadelphia contacting me Japan. to do podcasts like yep. to do all these things just because yep. i've associated with him and I, i'm sorry your experience wasn't positive but like, it was, like a lot of it was don't get me wrong like for sure there's a, like whatever there's the local stuff that you know you always deal with and then yep. yeah i got a lot of like the yeah i got quite a bit of like you don't fucking deserve that spot like you know get in the shape you didn't do this right what the fuck were you thinking here and i was just like man can you just like fuck off like let someone experience something yeah you know? Anytime a fan says something like that to me, I just go like, how many bumps do you take in? Yeah. Shut up. Shut up. Yeah. And then yeah, yeah. Um, if they were to say like, who are you to, who are you to wrestle Kenny? Uh, he's only ever pinned me once, bruh. <laughs> uh, 
Yeah. There's He's a, a scrub. There's, there's a whole bunch of stuff you can say, but, like, I don't, like, and that's why I, I got asked to do shows and podcasts and stuff before I obviously started this one. I wasn't a big fan of doing them, but uh, whatever. I didn't just because I didn't want the, I decided not to because I just didn't want the double clap. Like, I, I had enough. Like, yeah. it was a big deal for me. My friends were there and, you know, friends have seen it and. You know, they think it's really cool. Like, my, I'm the best uh, best man, my friend Andrew, his wedding, and he has fans. Like, the, they're, you know, the guy at the King's Head who's a big wrestling fan. And once he found out, like, I was the best man, he's like, oh, I'm gonna, I can't fucking wait to talk to him about working with Kenny. Like, he knows who I am, like, wrestling me anyway. He's heard of that. He hasn't seen me do anything, but he knows because of that. And I was like, man, that's, that's pretty fucking cool. But at the same time, like, I'm not going to go anywhere near Twitter. Like, to have anything to do with the guy, because I'm just, I don't want that. I, I got some pretty cool stuff. It was hard to understand, because dude's Japanese or whatever, yeah. trying to communicate with him. But he was like, that's pretty cool. Like, are you going to come here at any point? Like, no. <laughs> <laughs> I can't, yo. Like, oh, maybe. I'm not going to ever say no, but like, yeah, chances are, no. Can't, af- can't afford it. Can't take the time off, whatever. But like, I might one day, but you know what I mean? Like, it's hard yeah. to... To sift through the bullshit, but there was a lot of positive messages in there too, and I think that any fandom that is like that, I'm way out, man. Like I'm, I haven't kept up with any AEW stuff because if you mention it, yeah, they're all oh, over you, man. positive or negative. Yeah, W. This whole the, so referring to things as Stan, yeah, you stand something. It makes me immediately not care about you. Do they not understand how that song ended? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I like Adam Page said that actually because I yeah. do follow him. He's like, guys, don't stand. I know how that fucking ends. And I just, I was sitting on the couch. I just died laughing when I saw it. I was like, that's actually really clever. I hate that whole mentality. Yeah, I hate that you have to ride or die for one thing. And it's funny because person. there's no real war. Like, no, this whole thing is BS. And the only people who are cashing in on it are the people who you're giving truckloads of money to, yeah. buying all their merchandise, and they are laughing their ass off at you yeah. because there is no they war. They want you to do it. They're buddies. Yeah, like <laughs> they hang out together. Yeah, Adam Cole and and you know his wife works for the other company. You don't think they're still friends? Come on, man. Like, oh, yeah. but. I want to go back to that match just one more time because I don't know if you know this, but they broadcast the documentary an extended cut where there was more of the match. Andrew Shawcross told me that. And there was a pop for us. It was oh, yeah. not like a big pop, but there was enough people there from Winnipeg where like people knew who we were. And then my phone exploded with like, oh, I'm watching you on a thing. And I'm like, That's pretty cool. I was like, oh, cool. Yeah. You got to see my shoulder get separated. That's I'm uh, <laughs> I'm like a t- eight hour flight away from you, <laughs> but yeah, that's cool. So yeah. that was neat, you know. Just he's done more for us in our careers, if yeah, you, yeah, than anybody realizes. Yeah, I talked about uh, with AJ. I talked about how in the first. Uh, I wasn't gonna talk about Kenny, but I guess we can. Um, the first match we had with him, how I just projectile threw up the second he tapped me on the shoulder and goes, oh, well, I guess I've uh, been put in your matches. Is that okay? <laughs> like, it was yeah. just an immediate... Is that okay? Yeah. That's how he talks. Hope, like... hope, hope you guys don't mind. Uh, you could fucking do whatever you want, buddy. <laughs> like, um, you don't gotta ask me for shit. Yeah, like, the first time I worked with him, he hadn't... Terrified. He hadn't uh, blown up yet, so I wasn't, like, that worried. Um... I just remember thinking, oh, my God, this guy's really good. And just because, like I said, he hadn't blown up yet. So he he was barely in Ring of Honor at this point, like barely done DDT. So, like, you didn't really know he was going to be huge yet. And then, like, 
you get in there with them and it's a completely this guy is so much better than everyone else I've ever worked with. He is so good. I don't like I had no I especially had no business being in there with him at that time, the first time. There's only like I was in the business two years. Yeah. Which is no same which with is me. no when time. I, yeah. When I first when I yeah, that was about the same time frame. Two years. Two and a half years. Yeah. It's terrifying. It's absolutely terrifying, but yeah, because you um, you had to wrestle him the first time after he had blown up. Yeah, like he was the IWGP junior junior heavyweight tag champion. I think the first time we wrestled him. Yeah, and uh, terrifying, man, it's crazy. I got booked, so I, I get nervous when I have to wrestle like Scorpio even because he's you know been around for so long. And he's good. good. He's so he's good. really good. He's like he's I respect him so much. You know, Knight like all those guys. Like I get nervous wrestling them. So like. You fucking throw Kenny in there, and no disrespect to anybody else. It's like, oh Jesus, yeah, you know. But um, like the fans, even when we post about it, we post pictures or like I don't have a picture with Kenny, which I actually think is really stupid now. Um, I don't remember who told me not to take pictures with people, but I kind of wish I'd punch him in the face now. I was just talking about that on Twitter today that I wish I oh, got really? pictures with all the people like Bret Hart, uh, Jimmy Hart. Honky tonk. Oh, I wish I had one with Jimmy. I, I so nice to signs. us. Oh, he was amazing. But um, I I have a picture with both Don Callis and Kenny. Just because, like, after the match, I was like, man, I've worked with you for years. I'm so happy for all your success, and thank you for doing everything that you've done for me, whether yeah. or not you're aware of it. Uh, do you mind if I get a photo with you? And I totally understand if you said no. And he was like, no problem at all. And uh, he was just really cool about it because like, he just grinded cake into my face. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you, yeah, it's actually funny. Like you mentioned that in that way. Like I was so nervous to even get a picture with Colt. Like if you didn't physically drag me, like I was ready to vomit just asking him for one. <laughs> and we've worked with the guy so many times now that he actually remembers me by name on site, which yeah. I think is pretty cool. He's a really good dude. And then just asking him i felt like i was gonna throw up like i felt like i was like six you know yeah, in yeah. the sixth grade asking a girl to prom <laughs> you know like it was i felt that nervous and i felt that weird just getting a picture with a guy because yep. it was so embedded in my head by one of the vets that was like you don't take pictures it's fucking bush league kid who probably has a million pictures of probably with guys yeah, i can't remember who that was but yeah I, I took that i took that and it just got beat into my brain yeah so hard that i was like yeah i'm never gonna whatever funny story about our first match with Cole cabana so Cole cabana is like my brother's i would say second favorite wrestler right because yeah. like the rock rock Cole cabana kurt Cole, angle kurt angle yeah so i pull colt aside because my brother won't even talk to him nope <laughs> it's like uh you know i don't know metallica was in the room or something and yeah. he's hiding so I go like, listen, my brother's like a huge fan. It would mean a lot to him if you could just do like one spot with him. And there are four teams in the match. So there would Wasn't be there five. I think it was four. I, I don't know. It but was stupid. Either way, it was a ridiculous concept thing. And he was like, oh, your brother can pin me. That'd be great. And I was like, yeah, he, he, you're like his favorite, second favorite wrestler. It goes, The Rock? Colt Cabana, and he goes, "How the fuck am I just below the rock?" <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, uh, ever since then, he's been pretty chill with us. Yeah, like well, I remember before yeah. before that incident, the first time we ever worked on a show with him is when uh, my neck almost got broken. Yeah, and he had to keep me from murdering somebody. Yeah, he did. He did. <laughs> and then when we go to eat after, he just—I remember him. 
I like came over. I was in the neck brace and everything, and he comes over. He just as much as my shoulder, and he just goes, "It'll get better, buddy. It'll get better. <laughs> just stay positive, and uh, maybe don't let him do that again." <laughs> he just walked away, and ever since then, like, yeah, he's been. He like plays cool. with your beard and shit. He does. It's <laughs> That's super, so funny. Super weird. Um, but yeah, so I guess I guess fandom for us might be a little different than I think other. Like I don't. I don't quote unquote stand Colt Cabana. I don't. I don't even know what he's done in A and W, A N W, A E W. I don't even know. Like I think I've watched like two episodes, so it's like I'm a big fan of his, but I'm not like to that level. I guess I don't know. There, I think there's a difference between being a big fan and then like being a stan. Like stans are crazy. Yeah. Like making Twitter accounts where you're just posting clips of Alexa Bliss's ass is disgusting oh, those people are vile like i couldn't yeah. handle the 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 road of being a wwe superstar hell no as a man like my body would yeah. be wrecked yeah but as a woman i could not take the psychological oh yeah and emotional shit that they go through on Dude, top be of a it. local wrestler yo oh i we know. just went through that whole uh I guess we're still going through it, but there was, I guess, not the Me Too. What was it? What, the, the, uh, the speaking the, out, the speaking but, out movement. Yeah, yeah right? very similar to Me Too. Right, and there's a lot of stuff that didn't get out just because whatever, and that's fine. Maybe it will one day, but it's like imagine all the stories we've heard of local, yep, female wrestlers or wrestlers we've encountered on the road or from the states that you know talk to us and we go through you can just tell man it's terrifying yep i can imagine being someone who's seen by millions of people every day tracked down followed fuck that no way to their house to their house yeah that's terrifying yo like, like that's that's some serious and it's not just with wrestling right like soccer players get their houses you know molotoved because they missed a kick yeah like it's crazy like i don't understand that level of like i don't get it either they're just people doing a job you know like and yeah that's crazy i like oh man we could talk about how crazy like the fandom is forever but man comics and stuff too like it ruins it for me too like comics get ruined a lot because i stopped reading them just because you know fans you know were mad at such and such illustrator because one fucking little spot wasn't perfect or it wasn't exactly how they felt it should be so they were disappointed and now they're boycotting them it's like fuck you that is a huge problem yeah. in like movies and comics oh yeah this didn't go the way i wanted it to so this is bad yeah no i was guilty of it nobody wants like for that when there, there's a reason you're not a writer <laughs> yeah. your fanfic didn't make the cut buddy yeah like now i have stopped reading comics because um Sp so spider-man is my main comic spider-man spider gwen or and uh you know dr strange yeah, are my favorite characters stacy fanatic eh? yes she was like my first crush yeah like as a kid where i was starting to realize like from the magic school bus maybe i like girls um so yeah, Gwen Spider Gwen was huge for me, but Spider Man is dead. They killed him. Yeah, he died in issue seven hundred. And when they go, oh, they restarted it. No, they fucking didn't. It is a new Spider Man, a new Peter Parker, so they can do anything they want with him. Yeah. My Spider Man is dead. dead. And at that point, I was like, I am done with comic books. Yep. And uh, that was the end for me. That's actually funny because. I remember telling you that I don't care about any more Marvel movies. I don't care. Yeah, I don't care about them. I'm the them. same way. I'll watch them. Like, I, I watched the, the Far From Home. I enjoyed it. It was fun. I didn't care. 
It wasn't like, you know, where Homecoming or Civil War where he was in it. I just didn't care. Like, they talked about, you know, Tony dying was like a main tone of the movie. Didn't care. I just, I was like, meh. Because I, I think Endgame was my Endgame. It yeah. Was, that's it. It's yeah. done. I don't. That's a 12-year journey. Yeah. These are the guys that I cared about. Like, and it's cool that, you know, Falcon's a new cap and they're going to bring portman do the whole thor thing and they got the the thor with the guardians of the galaxy and like they're doing all that kind of stuff it's cool it's whatever i'll watch it but i'm not gonna care as much yeah i i'm the same way killed it for me like a lot of people are talking about how could you not be excited there's so much diversity that's not enough to sell me on something no like i care so little about whether or not someone is gay unless it's why is that relevant to the plot yeah Unless it is, in which case, you know, it's about their relationship or something. Right. Then, like, yeah, it's important. But otherwise, I don't care. Yeah. Like, like I am, I understand that this is coming from, like, a white person's perspective. But, like, I don't care that the Black Panther was was a black guy. I care that he was a, a great, great actor. And great, great character. character. Yeah, great character. And he crushed it. Shitty movie. But I great do character understand why that was so important to people who are seeing uh themselves yeah reflected for the first time yeah but for me my psychology doesn't work with that so let's say i don't identify with peter parker because he has a completely different set of life experiences than i do so just because he is similar to me in some ways that doesn't mean i'm going to amount to his success same with like any athlete or anything like that so that part is lost on me, but I understand why it was so important for other people. But the fact that there's like, oh, they're making Thor a woman, that's not going to sell it to me. Yeah. Like, it doesn't unsell it to me. I'm just not interested in that story anymore because the Thor I care about is in space with the Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. We, so, to me, that's what I'm going to care about. Yeah. I didn't care about Thor. I cared about him, like like his character, his yeah. guy. He could be Chris Hemsworth Thor. Playing that character. Yeah. That's who I care about. They could bring in She-Thor or however they're going to go about calling her, whatever, but, like, I don't care. She's just Thor. Yeah, but, like, um, Thor is still Thor. So it's, like, yeah. he's still going to exist in that fucking realm and stuff. So, yeah, I'll watch that movie and it'll be cool and I'll be okay with it. But I don't care about it definitely new Thor movies. just doesn't have the investment yeah, anymore. I like, don't have it. I'm, I'm still, burnt out a little bit. I still got really excited for Spider-Man, but yeah. it was not to the point of Homecoming. Right. And I think that's just it. Like, going forward, I'm going to see them all. I'm going to enjoy them all. But it's not going to be to the level of what it was. And because that is a 12-year journey of investment. I'm, like more excited for the TV shows, man. I'm excited for Loki. Uh, I don't know I'm about s- that. I'm super excited for Loki. Um, just because it's him coming back and playing it. Sure. I'm, I'm all about I don't really that's care fair. about I don't care about the Black Widow movie. Don't care. I think this is odd timing. Like, we know she's dead, and right. the one thing that they mentioned in Avengers was Budapest. And I'm like, why Why is this not taking place in Budapest? Why don't we get to find out what happened to Budapest? Budapest like, yeah. they mentioned it, like, twice. Yeah. So, I was really... This is too late. I feel like they mentioned it three or four times, don't they? Um, I Maybe. Yeah. But there's multiple references to it, at least, and it just bothers me. Uh, getting this movie after she's dead, like... It makes me care about the movie a lot less because, like, now it's just a whole, a whole other Avengers team, essentially, right. of, of guys I don't care about. I only know Black Widow. I only care about Black Widow. Well, I think and the you whole point her. is to pass the torch to her sister. I think that's... And then she's she'll probably get introduced as that person. Like, 
I read that somewhere. So again, don't, I mean, that don't could happen. whatever. I didn't research it. Sure. I just took it for whatever. But I think like rumor, and by rumor has it, I mean one guy I saw on Twitter had posted it, so I'm going to take it as lore. And he essentially just said, he or she said, you know, they're just going to pass the torch to the new Black Widow, which is going to end up being her sister. Who's gonna, but I agreed. Like, I don't want her to be introduced now. Yeah. What the fuck do I care? Like, anyway, whatever. Can you believe they fucking K? So, fandom, right? Mm-hmm. But at the same time, um, we're going to get on track here eventually, but there's just too much stuff to talk about. So, and we've never talked about it before. So, they criticized Fat Thor. Yes. For the whole body shaming I would love thing, to talk right? about this. So, and then they fucking criticized um, Black Widow's dad. Uh or the, the characters in the movie for commenting that it barely fits or whatever after he's, like, super stoked and they make fun of him because he's fatter than when he was. Mm-hmm. When he, that fucking happens, people. Like, it bothers me that that's, like, a storyline. That's not... A t- I, I'm okay. So as a guy who gets fat-shamed continuously, even though I've lost well over 40 pounds, I'm still fat-shamed continuously. And I didn't fucking care. I didn't care. Uh, I, I thought it was funny. I think... Okay, so about Thor in particular, because I've seen that movie, I can comment on it. Um, his friends joking with him is them saying, like, we, we joked like this before. It's okay. You're still our Thor. And then especially when he goes back in time and he holds out his hand and the hammer comes to him and he cries because he realizes he's still worthy. That is the whole point of Fat Thor if you want to call him that. Fat Thor is saying that you can not be this Adonis of a man that Chris Hemsworth is, and you're still worthy. You're still important. You have depression, and you've made mistakes, but you're still worthy. And that was what that means. That was what the whole point of that character arc was, which is why them getting mad about it really pissed me off, because it was more about the depression than his body. Well, they were using Fat as a... What was it? What did they say? It was like a holster for their whole, like the butt end of their. There was uh, a lot of like what the, what light the fuck jabs. am I trying to say here? Like uh, jokes. No, but they were using it as his obvious crutch. Like they could have showed his depression in other ways. And I was like, I don't know, a uh, alcoholic who's super down on himself. Yeah. Has drinking problems and stopped caring because he felt like he murdered half of the fucking universe. Uh, yeah, you're going to kind of stop working out and I, I felt that they drink com- and eat and they covered it very fuck. well yeah. and in a way where children can understand. That's yeah. the other thing is like, this is aimed at kids. Yeah. Um, now, and every time, even when he's making a joke, right? So you get in situations where like, I can't remember who said it. I think it was, uh, Iron Man sidekick, um, War Machine. And he goes, you know, I'm full of this. And he goes, butter? Like, or he said, like, he makes a joke about being whatever, being yeah. fat or whatever. And I laughed. Like, I didn't even think twice that it was, like, inappropriate or whatever. Just because, you know, he, because he, they he talks joke about with it. each other. Yeah, all the time. They're like, taking jabs all the time. At Captain America for being, like, a pristine. Perfect. Perfect. No swearing. No, like, how long did they let that cuss word thing grind into his head? Yeah. So that was them saying, like, we're still going to joke with you. You're still our friends. You're yeah. still worthy. Like, it's 
it's ridiculous that that caused a problem. If anything, such a problem. that should have been put over as being like fat acceptance or like body acceptance because let's face it, he's still ripped. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah, his yeah, shoulders yeah. are boulders, man. Yeah. Like I really like, okay, I could see them being legitimately upset and having a leg to, the argument, having a leg to stand on if when he got his powers back, he was ripped immediately. But he didn't. Yeah. His body yeah, didn't yeah, change. Yeah. Right. So if he had just gotten the hammer, boom, God Thor again. I could I could see that because then right. then they're saying like he only has his power when his body like he's nobody without right, his body. Right, 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 right. And I feel like they That's actually a big point. They just let him sit there. That's a big point too. I think his now, gear how got much braided. Do you think, yeah. <laughs> how uh, yes. Yeah. Kind of funny actually. How um how much do you think people are going to be mad if in the next Guardians movie he's just jacked again? Um, I think I'm, people are going to be fucking mad. Not sure they're going to go that way. I don't think they shouldn't either. But um, I could see him progressing back to the the ripped status. But actually, you know what? He's probably going to be jacked because his next movie he's playing Hulk Hogan. So he's going to get no, more he ripped. A, he wore a fat suit for that though. Yeah, it's probably. Like oh got, yeah, he didn't get fat for, for that. sure. So I'm saying like in the next movie where you see Thor, like in the next Guardians, whatever. I think he's going to keep the fat suit on. Maybe. I, I don't know. I think they should. Like, it, it helped evolve his character so much. Because even in the Guardians movie, like, they make the jokes where, like, he's Chris laying Pratt's on the getting fat or whatever. table and, um, um, yeah, Batista oh. is like, this is a man. You, you're <laughs> like, mm. he makes the, like, fat and stuff and Chris Pratt's like, okay, this is a wake-up call. I'm yeah. gonna buy a Bowflex. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, like, I don't know, maybe they work out together. <laughs> man, Yeah. I guess they do reference weight and stuff like a lot because someone in one of the Guardians movie they do tell him like you know you've put on you've put on weight and he gets like salty about it yeah and then yeah I I, I do remember that so I you're imitating the God Man no I'm not <laughs> this is my normal voice right yeah, so yeah. they already yeah I guess they've already touched on that kind of stuff yeah so, so I don't know maybe they work out together I just don't understand I don't know maybe it's just the point of finding a I think personally it's just a point of finding a problem in something. I think that that's just where we've yeah. gotten to, where you have to find. I would like him to stay the way he is because yeah. now people who, like we're talking about being able to identify with characters, that is, pe- there there are people who are not Jack Gods like <laughs> Thor was. Yeah. And now they can see somebody who's like them doing right. these heroic things and right. maybe it will help them. Well, uh, not to do with like fat shaming or anything, but do you hear why Idris Elba took the role of of... Heimdaller? Heimdall? Yeah. Uh, no. I, I call him Heimdaller, just whatever, but sure. yeah, Heimdall. Uh, did you hear the story of why he took the role? No, not at all. So he wasn't going to do it. Like, he wasn't interested in it at all. But his kid uh, came up to him and, like, asked, like, why do I have this skin color, pretty much? Like, he said he wanted to be white. And when his dad asked him why, it's because he wanted to be a superhero. So Idris was like, fuck that, I'm going to take whatever role. So he took Heimdall to show, like, you can fucking be in this movie too. Yeah. So that was before the whole Black Panther, I'm going to call it the Black Panther movement, I guess. Yeah. Whether that's whatever. Uh, but, yeah, that's why Idris Elba took that role. He, initially, apparently, this is apparently, of course, whatever you read on the internet, this is an article where he was quoted, so whatever, uh, years ago. He said, like, yeah, I, I wasn't really interested in it at first, but when my kid did that, I was like, well, I got to do something to, like, push yeah. his his path forward to show that he can do this. So, yeah, yeah there's 
I thought that was pretty cool. But nothing to really do about the whole fat shaming thing and what's okay and people it's, to relate, but it's still... Yeah, it's still along the same lines. They do a lot of things to help people relate to characters in their movies. I don't I don't see, like... A, they do now. It used to be very white and very, like, everybody's pretty. Vanilla. Yeah, yeah very vanilla. Even, like... <coughs> <coughs> even, like, casting Mark Ruffalo, I thought was a very interesting choice. Like, they... Edward Norton was great. Uh, uh, was great, but he he more fit if you put him next to um, Chris Evans, it doesn't look so weird because he's he's like a very fit man as well. But Mark Ruffalo is a very unassuming, like yeah, it's actually like, perfect. He completely crushes it. There's there's one scene in particular that I think was really underrated, and it's when Mark Ruffalo's character as you know brute banner right meets captain america for the first time on the helicarrier right he's nervous he's playing with his hands yeah and when uh cap goes like um i don't know i've heard great things about your research and he goes is that all you heard and cap's like only part i care about you see him calm down like he he's calmed by cap's reassurance that we are not i don't care about the hulk yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, like, that is a perfect dynamic between those two characters. There are so many scenes like that in Marvel that oh, yeah. just get forgotten about. I eh? can talk about them forever. <laughs> I know you can. I, I don't remember them as well as you do, but there's there's a few that I remember. But That is because I saw Avengers 11 times in theaters. Yeah. 11. I, I remember actually... Just, do, you, jo- do you remember um, when we first saw Endgame? I was like, yeah, I wasn't that impressed. And you, like, looked at me with this weird, like, are you fucking crazy? But, like, there are moments actually in that movie that took me out of it. And I explained that to you. But now that, like, I've gone back and watched, and I texted you when I did it, because when I watched it, I was like, I'm actually tearing up at different points now where I didn't, when I was watching it live. So Endgame was actually a movie that I had to go back Mm -hmm. and watch, like, multiple times to feel connected to. There's so much genius going on in there that a lot of people, maybe not a lot of people, but some people I know don't realize as, like, a casual moviegoer. Yeah. when somebody mentions Thanos around Tony and he starts stretching, like he's going to fight Thanos today. Like yeah. he just starts stretching his legs out. Like the fight is happening. And the whole like Thanos has been in my head for years, all this stuff. That's all great emotional work from Tony yeah. and why his sacrifice meant so much. Yeah. And the character meant so much to people everywhere. Oh, for sure. He did. He, he was the franchise. Like that was, Without, was, yeah. without him, like, that whole thing doesn't get really started, I don't think. Did you know the I Am Iron Man was not going to be in the movie? Yeah, they had to reshoot it, and uh, he didn't want to do it. How could they possibly not have put that in the movie? They it's didn't, so good. They didn't think about it, man. Oh. I, I did. I, I watched, uh, there was a video that talked about that. And they said, that, like, it was hard to, like, like for... Robert Downey said that it was hard for him to go back because he was done with it. Yeah, and you He'd know, actors are like yeah, actors out. are like a weird, you know, much like performers, I guess. Like when his character was dead, he was done with the project. He didn't care anymore. Pretty much, not you know verbatim, but that's pretty much what he said. It gets hard to like get that emotion again to go back and and like do a line like that that's that's so important and whatever but i'm glad they did i'm yeah. glad they did it's it, iconic now it mattered even like just thanos says i am inevitable to to the i am iron man was so fucking clutch yeah. that was a clutch minute and the other thing i was watching it another little tidbit like for scene wise they fucking they let you hit home twice on him dying which i never picked up on when i watched it the first time they let you get emotional about him dying fucking twice 
They do it on the battlefield, and then his, like, video message. Mm. Like, it hits you twice that he's dead. Like, it happens, everyone's sad, it kind of fades away, whatever, and then they come back, and they're like, oh, so just as you've calmed down a little bit, bam, here's this message talking to his kid. Here's another emotional roller coaster for you with the double birds being flipped at you. It was crazy. Did you realize that the kid from Iron Man 3 is at his funeral? And yes. it's actually the same actor, like the same kid? Yeah. Amazing. He's Amazing. The, he's just, uh, he was the one that's just standing by himself, right? Yeah, he's like, off on yeah. his own. Yeah. He's not like in the middle of nowhere, but yeah. But yeah, that's what I mean. Like they kind of sectioned off all the different movies and stuff. Yeah, basically. Pretty cool. Um, I heard a rumor that they're going to replace Tony with him with that kid there's no way that happens you don't think so like if they are gonna replace him it's gonna be peter or it's going to be ironheart and for the love of god don't let it be ironheart i don't know who ironheart is so ironheart is in the comics she is iron man's replacement and when i say replacement i mean replacement it's not like miles morales where everybody has well now accepted Miles Morales because they understand that he exists independently of Peter Parker. They are not the same character. They have their own world, their own other characters to interact with. Not Ironheart. She is literally a placeholder for Tony until she until Tony comes back. Really? She's talking to Tony's characters all the time. She doesn't really have her own. And that's the big problem. That's why people reject her. Not because she's a girl, but because she doesn't have her own life. And if you want people to accept female characters, you can't just, well, this is Wolverine with uh, estrogen, and expect people to like it. That's not how it goes. Give right. them their own Especially characters. Especially ignorant people. Yeah. Give them their own characters with their own stories. Let these women and people of color and like queer people, give them their own characters to stand on their own. If you had real faith in your ability to sell that kind of comic book to somebody, you wouldn't need to make her Iron Man light right 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 and i yeah, think i like that that's a good way to put it i yeah. think yeah so that was um, a little longer ramble about marvel movies and fandom and whatever than i wanted because we're almost at an hour already well oh. and we haven't even touched on half of the things we were going to yeah uh while we have the time as i mentioned before you are competitive uh Yu-Gi-Oh player yes and you're a i guess i don't know put it youtube guy now i guess you're i, I am you're the big ups on the on the tubes i now? am a professional youtuber that's as right. in they pay me right so that's pretty cool it's pretty dope yeah um so why Yu-Gi-Oh? okay so i it's a weird thing to me it's one thing i never got into i was into it when i was young and i would watch the anime and um I kind of re-got into it just because my friend Dylan and I were just chatting about how we both like it. And he comes from a different time in the game as I do. He w he was big into Yusei and uh, 5Ds. And I, I remember watching like Duel Monsters with Yugi and Kaiba and the, the characters that pretty much everybody knows when they think of Yu-Gi-Oh! The Dark Magician. Right. And he came a little bit after that. And we just started, we were like, what's the game like now and then we just randomly went to a, a comic book shop i picked up a, a very bad starter deck and uh, yeah i just fell in love with the game all over again and um it's so layered and nuanced and they're <coughs> and complicated very complicated um that i fell in love with it and i started putting together my own strategies 
And then how the YouTube thing took off is I just made a throwaway video. My channel was not about Yu-Gi-Oh. It was about wrestling. Right. And then I made one video where I explained this combo that went over using something called the guard dragon combo. But I didn't end it like normal people did. I forced a monster into the deck that's very hard to make because you have to make a monster first, then bring out another monster to like tune and fuse right with that monster so now you've made two monsters for one essentially right yeah you gotta stack them sure that's xyz but i'm talking about synchro (laughs) it's called a crystal wing synchro dragon it's very popular monster i found because my video like blew up it got over eleven thousand views and then tcg player contacted me about being an affiliate channel so I got that right away, and I was like, well, I guess people want me to talk about Yu-Gi-Oh! now. And then I started doing it. So my matches with Kenny, it got like a 1,000 views. My deck regularly gets thousands, thousands. Like, Kenny has nothing on Crystal Wing Synchro Dragon. Nothing. <laughs> that's crazy, man. Like, yeah. that's, that's and so interesting. And it's to me, to, that's what's kind of funny. To me, it seems like it's a super off, like, weird niche kind of click, but it's fucking not it's big Yu-Gi-Oh is huge yeah it's bigger now than it's ever been yeah the world's uh attendance record was the highest it's ever been and it's everywhere I've competed at nationals uh no sorry regionals um I took a road deck right after the ban list happened so like my deck is banned like I don't understand how it's supposed to work now so Mm -hmm. I was doing my best and I still managed to, like, end on a positive win-loss record. Right. But Dylan managed to top. Like, he got top and an invite to Nationals with a deck where it should have been impossible. Like, they changed the rules with these Link Monsters to okay. make what he did impossible. And he was like, nope, I like it. I like this monster, Quasar. I'm going to make Quasar. And if it, I don't, like, I don't care. That's what my deck does. It makes Quasar. Right. And he, he steamrolled everybody to the point where he just made the top eight which is what you needed to cut and everyone got behind him because they're cheering for the underdog it's just like the perfect wrestling story and they all bought it like all of our friends and people we know are supporting him as he's going in and the guy who was running it was like well since nobody cares who came in first we're gonna start there and he read it backwards because dylan's name was last (laughs) that's fucking incredible (laughs) and uh the place popped That's crazy yeah it was it was really fun and really cool and uh all that story is on the channel um it was it's just hearing other bigger youtubers like big youtubers talking about quasar tops in the central canadian regional was amazing and then dylan coming having to go on the guy's channel is like that card's wrong i'm sorry you're not doing it right and somebody's actually stolen one of my combos and they did it so wrong it was so funny but uh (laughs) (laughs) that's that i love the competitiveness of it like just seeing it and because i've gone because i knew you were coming and we're gonna do it i went and looked at like people post like live matches and stuff like that Mm. i love competition I'm a competition fanatic. I'm a junkie. I need it. I'm one of the more competitive people. I want your soul when I beat you. I don't want to just beat you. And I want that in everything from fantasy football to when I played to wrestling to whatever. I don't want to just half-ass my way through it. So I love competition. Mm -hmm. 
and man, these guys go ham. Like, they're throwing cards down. They're fucking, let's go. And I was like, holy. I, I thought, I pictured, like, classic, like, jocks and nerds type story. Like, you know, all- you know the dude, like, the South Park dude that clicks on the Oh, the yeah, mouse yeah. Or, that's what I expected. World of Warcraft guy. Yeah, I just expected. Oh, like, there's those guys, believe me. And I just, man, but no, this dude was like, boom, eat it. You like that? You like it? And I was just like, I, I don't know who this guy is. But I love him. He's immediately my favorite player. Luckily, those kinds of people are really on the minority. Most people are just like normal guys. No, I know, but I just I love that. Like it, what got me? Like this guy is this hyped up about it. Like I love it. People take it really seriously. That's what I love. Yeah, not like don't you be spend a, I don't, hundreds of dollars on your hundreds and hundreds. Right. Three like, cards in my deck are worth three hundred and sixty dollars. That's crazy. That's yeah. That's fucking. I say that's crazy, but like. I have a fucking football helmet beside me that's autographed by a dude that was fucking $400 American. Just yeah. whatever, just sitting here. And I'm Every- like, oh, why would you spend money on a car? You get to use that. I just have to look at this. Yeah. Like, and Everyone has their thing. People, th- Yeah, that's what I mean. That's what I was going to get to is that people think it's crazy. But like you said, everyone's got their, their shtick, right? Yeah. If it wasn't for my channel and this game, I would have had nothing to do during this pandemic. And I would have been bored to tears right and even more miserable and depressed than i am on the average day right and that's it's it is important to have your thing i like we have multiple things i guess but like if that's what your big to do is and that's whatever it's totally cool man i just like the competition of it man you get to i'm guessing you've traveled you've traveled to play um technically yes because i was in regina and i traveled to winnipeg okay but you haven't really like you haven't ventured out yet not yet just because of the pandemic's timing oh yeah like i I was set to go to edmonton and compete again but yeah i'm not able to so right now it's all online i'm not really interested in that because you're gonna play the same match every time because everybody can play the same deck so they're gonna play the best deck available in the format right i hate that yeah so i just tune out because i don't play the best deck and i don't even want to i like a very specific style of deck and right now it's just not top i I like pendulum magician that's what i like to play and uh you know so each deck like so you say like a pendulum magician i'm assuming that that's the character or that's like um it's an archetype okay so it's like a so each deck has a different archetype that's the way it sounds most of them will yeah most of them okay most decks you'll be able to name based off its strategy and you'll be able to tell what it does so like mystic mind burn you know that the person's going to use mystic mind and try and burn you for damage as opposed to you know playing the game (laughs) okay Mystic Mind players are the, fired. are the Karens of Yu-Gi-Oh. Oh, nice. Okay. <laughs> Nobody they're, likes them. They're the Sasanos of, of, yeah. of Yu-Gi-Oh? Yeah. Okay, I get you. A little Smite reference there. Um, Another game I love, by the way. Oh, yeah. We can talk about that, too. I, um, I have a love-hate relationship with that game. Super love-hate relationship. I hate it out of spite, but I love it out of spite as well because I suck at it and I want to get better at it. And I don't understand why I'm not better at it. So I'm not commanded um, enough to become a sweaty. And I've reached that point where I either have to be a sweaty or I right. have to accept that I'm going to suck. I'm kind of there. Like, I'm, I, like, I know every game I'm probably going to get lit up. That's why, like, before we signed on here to do this, we'll jump back to you, Go, in a minute. Uh, before we signed on to do this, I was playing a game of Smite, and I was against the Sasano as a jungle myself. And I actually had a good game. I had a great game. Like, I, I helped get the dubs. I focused them at the end and whatever we walked on them, but 
during that game, watching everyone just get slaughtered by the Sasano, I was like, I'm never going to be that good. Like, I'm never going to just casually walk through a game at a decently high rank. Because when we play with Chris and we use his whatever account, he's top MMR, we're going to get people of his caliber. So they're all billion times better than I am and have been playing for six, seven years where I haven't. I know I'm just going to get eaten alive in those games when I have a good game. Like, oh, yeah, like, that's fucking it. Like, that's the shit. But I imagine that, you know, every game, every, I guess, not really sport, but like, yeah, every game you play, card game, <coughs> uh, video game, whatever, you're going to have that, like, easy pathway. So, yeah, I, I understand that. I understand that's annoying, too, because holy fuck, it gets rough. Yeah, like, I wouldn't say it's easy, because if you out... So Mystic Mine is a very particular type of strategy, and if you out the Mystic Mine... Their strategy collapses. The entire deck is built around a card that you can only have three copies of. So if you remove those copies, their deck becomes worthless and they're just going to get steamrolled. Right. So I'm not going to say it's a no-skilled deck, but it's definitely a no-fun deck. Their objective is to not play the game. Okay, so they want the path of least resistance. Yeah, they don't summon monsters. There's... They never attack. Like, that's not what they do. They do nothing. That's fucking boring. It's, oh, yeah. Why would you want to do that? Because that's what they like to do. They they think they're going to win by boring you to the point where you just give up. That's a really bad strategy to everything. Especially when the person is spiteful like I am. <laughs> uh, yeah. Not only... So, what I like to do with a Mystic Mind player is I'll wait until... The, is last card so if you can't draw a card you lose and you have to draw the beginning of every turn so i will wait till i am going to lose if i don't do something and then i will out the mystic mind and then kill him and i've done that like multiple times so they think they're gonna win in their cheese out strategy and then i kill them and then they don't have because there's time rules they don't have enough time to win the second game so they lose that's that's what you get for being a little pansy <laughs> <laughs> it's just a world that like, at least I understand. Like, I understand Pokemon card game. Sure, uh, yeah. At least I used to. I got Apparently into it. it's fucking crazy now. Yeah, but... I got into it and I got out really fast. Oh, really? I got... I, I was, was into it. Was it just too much? Well, I liked it because it was slower. Like, it's a slower game than Yu-Gi-Oh! Because you need to put energy on your Pokemon to use them. But in Yu-Gi-Oh!, any card that you can activate in your hand is immediately live. So you can do anything. If you can end on your... You know, it would be like ending on your most powerful Mewtwo. You can do that turn one if you draw the Mewtwo. You couldn't do oh. that with Pokemon. Do you get to Not choose where case. you draw your cards? Or is it random? No, it's random. Like you shuffle them? Yeah, every time, every time you search or you look at... Because there are cards where it's like search out this card from your deck. Anytime you do any interaction with your deck whatsoever, you have to shuffle it and then let your opponent cut it to randomize interesting it. yeah it's random it's as oh. random as possible okay that makes it okay so i was always wondering that do you strategically stack your deck in a certain way or do you have to i always wondered that because oh no man that, that's crazy there's no skill to that at all just stacking your deck Any, anybody can do that so, so it's just it's just a matter of do you know how to use every card, card that's in your deck every card that's in your deck cool, and, actually so you, i know like draw ratios so let's say the maximum number of copies you're allowed to have in your deck of any one card is three now okay. you might be able to get less because if a card gets limited you're only allowed one semi-limited you're only allowed two there's something like a six percent chance 
of you opening a, any particular card that's a three of in your opening hand of five cards. And like, I don't know it off the top of my head, but I have it all written down somewhere. And I just go over ratios on my deck all the time, trying to maximize the numbers to get, okay, I want this card the most. I need to do this to get it. And uh, that's the real strategy of the game. The game is you're 95% done by the time you sit down and play against somebody. That's crazy. Yeah, it's it's a lot of strategy. I like the preparation though. I like I like the strat. I like the prep. Yeah, there's a lot of strategy, a lot of prep that goes into it, and more importantly, it's knowing the meta game and what decks are prominent. And it changes so fast. One card can come out and it changes everything. Interesting. One ban list. One card gets banned and it changes everything. Well, it's removing. I guess each card is crucial to your strategy, right? So if something gets removed, you're gonna notice right away especially if it's like a band or like they put yeah. out this new op fucking which is all whatever, the time whatever. now yeah i imagine there's yeah. this card where Gotta make money there's this new monster it's called access code talker it came out just one or two sets ago and it has a clause on it where very few cards have it you're not allowed to respond to this card with card effects which means like you're not allowed your opponent can just do whatever he wants with this card and you're not allowed to do anything all the cards in your deck are now worthless. It, why? Like, why even come out with that? Like, it's just like a big F you to... You, why? Can, just, you can just buy that card and call it a day. That, it's worse than that. There's a worse card than that. Oh, God. There are cards, what is it? There's a card called Utopic Zexel. If you play Utopic Zexel, it simply reads, your opponent cannot activate cards. It literally says your opponent can't play. Why does this card exist? And what's worse is, there's more than one of them. There's several of those kinds of cards. So why wouldn't you just load your deck with that? Because it's not it's not that consistent, which is why it was okay to exist in the game before. But now it's becoming an issue. Like in the o- hmm. so the OCG and the TCG play two separate games. The OCG is the original, like Japanese version of the game where they have their own list of rules and cards. Yeah. Now Utopic Zexel is the number one deck. They're just Utopic Zexeling people for the win. Why do wow. I want to play this game? And that means in two months... There's no counter. Yeah, because you can't activate cards. The There's one card in the game that you can use to counter that kind of a um, move. It's called Infinite Impermanence, and it runs about $50 a copy. And if you don't open that Infinite Impermanence, you can't do anything. So if they activate Utopic Zexel, they'll activate it in your draw phase, which means you're drawing your card. There is another card that would work called Effect Veiler. Well, the reason they're doing it in your draw phase is because effect mailer only works in your main phase so he's oh shit so he's cut down the cards that could counter him from six to three now only infinite impermanence can stop you because if you chain infinite impermanence to utopic zexel chains resolve backwards in Yu-Gi-Oh. so if i activate a card then you activate a card then i activated the card the card that's activated last finishes its effect first then chain two, oh, okay. then chain one. Okay, okay. Otherwise, it'd be pointless to activate cards in response to things. Right. Okay, I get that. So infinite permanence negates the effect of a face-up monster on the field. So if he tries to activate the Utopic Zexel and you chain the infinite permanence, infinite permanence will resolve, negating its effect and let, allowing you to play. But now your whole game, the whole game, comes down to you Drawing being able to card. draw infinite permanence and... Your opponent not being able to stop you from using it. That's fucked. And it sucks. And I, I'm so not like looking forward to that. I don't like loopholes like that. Like, I don't like 
Anything that you bring into a game that has that ability, I immediately don't like. I don't understand and why so many of them are printed. It takes away the competition. I know it does, but yeah. I don't understand why they keep doing it. Yeah. Like if make it make that money. There's um make people want to buy it. There's like prize cards. Like okay. so a match is best two out of three. That's a match. So we have to play we might have to play three times, we might have to play twice. And you play with the same deck every time? Yes. But you, you are allowed to side, which is changing you you're allowed a fifteen card side deck, so you can modify your deck to meet your opponent's situation. Okay, that's dope. So yeah, that's another level of strategy. Because if my deck is perfect and I don't need to change it, and you see me siding, did I actually side or did I not? Now you don't know what's in my deck anymore. So like, there's that question. Okay. But anyways, mind games. Um, you're bluffing poker style. Man, I forgot where I was going with it. What was I saying before that? Dun dun dun. I don't know. Actually, come to think of it. You topic, Zaxel. Oh, prize cards. There you go. Okay, so back to the prize cards. Um, prize cards, so a match is best two out of three. And if you attack with this prize card, you win the match. So you win the match. Not, not the game, the match. So you win the two out of three in a single attack. However... Even if you do it in the first game? Yep. Oh, God, However, it says, this card cannot be used in a duel. So what's the... It's a prize card. So they give it to you when you win a tournament, and they're like, look, it's a trophy. But that's all it is. You could use it for fun, but you can't, oh, you can't use it in a tournament. Official... Okay, so you can smoke somebody with that in like a cash. Yeah, sure. And that guy can beat you up from across the table. But any sort of like sanctioned event, the card is illegal. That makes sense to me. Yeah, I like that. And I like, like that. the prize cards are rare. They're hard to come across because mm -hmm. they're not just massively printed like everything else. Right. But yeah, yeah. Uh, that is my biggest gripe with the game is cards like that. But there's so much I love about the game that it balances it out. Like deck building and uh, meeting people. I, I have so many more friends now that I started playing the game. Um, I got a whole nother social circle and it's... F gets me something to do during this pandemic man that's a lot like talking about what i did on the last episode when we talked about fantasy football yeah it introduced me to your what i love about your hobbies this is why this whole thing got created was to know that there's so many different ways to meet people there's so many different people out there that you didn't know you'd connect with i have new friends in australia england texas man everywhere everywhere wisconsin just from talking about you know, some dude in shoulder pads that could run a little faster than another. And mm. it's to a point now where not only have I created this show, I do my own fantasy football show. We're working on building our own fantasy football website and, like, everything, man. Just from, you know, guys that I met at random in fantasy football forums. So I imagine it's no different that when you do that in, say, I don't know, Pokemon or uh, Yu-Gi-Oh! Yep. Magic the Gathering, uh, which is like the one-card game I like, played a little bit. But warhammer every i guess every section kind of has their fandom man it's, yep. it's amazing the type of people and some people you wouldn't expect some people you would expect it, it's it's pretty cool man like, I, I like that whole thing about just hobbies in general i'm fascinated by it yep like it's it's so cool that way it's an interesting uh new rivals like there's a way it, it works as almost a community and you go and most card games <laughs> <coughs> have their own economy where like the secondary market of selling cards individually those prices are set by 
nobody except the the community themselves so people say konami overcharges for cards they don't understand that konami does not want you buying cards on the secondary market because they don't make any money when you do that right konami wants you opening packs right so the secondary market that's set by you you're getting mad at the wrong people right you should be talking to the other people yeah the like a hundred dollar card is a hundred dollars because you're willing to pay for it (laughs) right yeah that's a big thing i think people get lost on for a lot of things yeah, they want to point the blame at anyone except, you know, maybe I'm a little bit responsible. And yeah. uh, and I am too. I want I want those $100 cards. I'm going to fucking fork out that money. Right, 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 right. right. Not that I do all that often. <laughs> just just sometimes. Yeah. If I really really need it, I'll think about it. Or I'll, like trade for it. But that's, you know, it's part of the game. You can there in video games and whatever now that's the big thing pay to win yeah you know stuff like that it's a very real thing that you have to understand with in all your communities i would say Yu-Gi-Oh is not pay to win it is pay to play okay explain so like a pay to win concept like let's say how battlefront used to be you pay me this money and so i bad. i increase your odds of winning right yeah well Yu-Gi-Oh! is designed in a way where you and I, no matter how much money we spend, we, we stand the exact same percentage chance of finding any card that we need for our deck. So let's say we're looking for that access code talker, and you have $30 and I have $30. We have the exact same chance of getting that access code talker. Now, when I get one, it feels like I paid to win, because I'll be able to waste you because you didn't get one. Right, okay. But were the odds in my favor? No. No, it's just equal opportunity. Okay. Hence, pay okay. to play. Hmm. Now you do have to. I like that. You do have to pay more money on the secondary market to build decks. If you want to buy the best deck, you're gonna to have to pay a lot of money but to compete. You gotta, you gotta pay. Right. Like that's that's kind of always how it is in any competition. You, exactly. If you're a football player, you gotta pay to go to camps. You gotta pay to, you know, you're a hockey player. You gotta pay to do tournaments. You gotta pay to do all these things to get you recognized and move up the ladder and whatever. You know, and you got to pay to do that. So yeah, it does give you advantage over other people, but it's it's necessary if you want to make it. You got to put in, you got to spend money to make money. Like yep. that's that's an old classic, you know, phrase. And because it's so true to everything, you got to spend money to make money. And and the thing so you got to pay up if you're going to want to progress. And period. The thing with it is that I maintain it's not pay to win. Is again, Konami doesn't want you buying your deck like that. Yeah. They want you to go through hundreds of packs. The same way everyone else does. That way right. everybody has the equal opportunity to draw those good cards. Like, do you, Could you imagine how different it would be if internet wasn't a thing? Like, oh, Do you remember oh, back man. like, back in the day when we would go to the same comic book shop in Guelph like 10 that, different times a day? Yeah, that's just when I got my buy, first Yu-Gi-Oh cards. But we, we used to do that for Pokemon cards. Yep, that too. And it would be like we would just go and buy whatever pack every time we'd go back home and somehow convince you know our mom or however we found change in the couch yeah, or little housework or whatever it is yeah to like we were not smart enough to get it all at once and only go once yeah we <laughs> would walk you know because we didn't take transit or really even have bikes if we spent really money on the bus we could us. get less packs you see yeah exactly so we <laughs> walked guelph isn't a guelph is not well i guess it's a little bigger now but it was that big then right and we it's didn't live far enough. from downtown to begin with no, it, like I remember it taking half a day to get there, but that's probably because I was just young. Yeah. Realistically, it was probably like an hour. But we would do this walk four or five times a day just mm. to get a new pack of Pokemon cards, and we would get so mad. 
when we got like three metapods in one day. Like that was like the most crushing thing because you're just opening packs and packs. And you want packs. the good ones. Yeah. You want like what's my favorite from the original? I would say. Well, Snorlax, obviously. Yeah. Well. Snorlax understands me as a person. Yeah. Like he connects sleeps. with me on a spiritual level. Yeah. Eats and sleeps. <laughs> calls it a day. Um, but you know, you want the snor. <coughs> you want the Snorlax, the Mewtwo, the Chanseys, yeah, like the good ones. You don't want the Caterpie. You get the- Oddish or Nidoran. Yeah. <laughs> I wipe my ass with Nidoran. <laughs> right. Like it. I remember that. So could you imagine now, like you're not able to, like how different that would be if you were an adult then. And trying to play this game. Yeah. Like, the, I imagine it's completely lost. I, I want to say it's completely lost on people, but stuff like that doesn't go unchecked with me. I think about that all the time. There is actually a series on my channel I'm doing right now which mimics that exactly. So the, really? the rules to the game, it's called Sealed Only, where I am only allowed to get cards by buying sealed product and opening them. So I started with three structure decks, put them together, and uh, made a deck. Now, this was inspired by a guy named Nim Nim on YouTube, and, and lots of people are doing it. But I took a deck that, like, I haven't seen anyone start doing it with because, A, it's not that good. <laughs> right. But it's really fun. You found your niche. like yeah. Not your niche, but your own way to do it. I like it because you can summon in lots of different ways. They're called DDDs, or the Different Dimension Demons. And uh, you can fusion, Xyz, Synchro and pendulum summon all in the same deck so to me that's really cool that's using them all even if you're not summoning the greatest monsters so the conditions i put on it was i had an x amount of budget i wasn't allowed to even order sealed product online you had to go and physically buy it. i had only available at stores and that's another thing is this deck is old so i can't find the packs anymore so it's becoming even more challenging so i did allow a trade rule once per episode where i'm allowed to trade somebody cards only to make it so like it's possible <laughs> it, yeah not only is it possible but like the, i cannot let's say i want i don't know bright doom armageddon for example that card is impossible for me to qu- acquire under the rules unless i trade for it but right. i'm only allowed to trade using cards that i got in the sealed only binder which probably makes it way harder yes because most of them are ass and nobody wants them <laughs> and the ones that are like let's say i open a secret rare that's valuable well the cards that i want are worth like a nickel so i'm giving you this card that's worth 25 dollars because i really need that slime that's 10 cents to make a point yeah just to stay within the rules of the game that's so badass though man yeah that's so cool it's been really fun but really challenging uh learning the deck it's first of all it's a complicated deck second of all i don't have all the pieces obviously and third of all the goddamn pandemic (laughs) (laughs) right which again has stumped a lot of it i think it's cool that you know I think it's pretty cool that you can do all these things with it. Like, I'm kind of short-sighted on it, thinking that it's just this, you know, you go and buy these packs that I see it, you know. It's even in my, my I say my, yeah, the old jock mentality. Even in, like, the sports memorabilia stores, they have Yu-Gi-Oh cards in them. Yep. And for the longest time, I was like, what the fuck is that doing there? Like, I don't want, I don't want to look at that when I'm trying to, buy my fucking patrick wall card at a good rate and then i was like oh it's the same thing like it, yeah, <laughs> it took me a minute is, yeah. but i was like it's, it's the same fucking thing instead of like a particular person it's a particular ability or something that they yeah. need it's so it's so funny how that's kind of like why i think it's in this weird different category meanwhile i collected baseball cards yeah. for ever i don't even do anything with them it's so <laughs> funny that 
like jock culture or what you might think is jock culture is such nerd culture it is like man. fantasy football is dungeons and dragons yeah yeah and, i say that all the time and like you collect cards that's the same thing cosplaying look at you walking around in your jerseys are you on the team no well you're cosplaying people that say i i'm so bad for this but like my ravens or we did so well this weekend yeah they definitely use possessives like yeah, they're part of the team i do that all the time that's so weird to me yeah, like, i just feel connected like i like me on the couch yelling at the ref really drew that penalty you know what i mean yeah like you know when you see baseball managers get ejected in those like hilarious videos where they start throwing the bases around and stuff like that mm. i feel like me doing that at home has inspired the team to win <laughs> like they know about it it's just like assholes in the stands right that are screaming at the player fucking throw it to that guy thanks boss like i'm sure that never crossed his mind you fucking idiot like, I'm glad I'm not a professional and that you're here to tell me what to do. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it's like, you get that everywhere, but I do think it is funny that nerds, and, well, quote-unquote nerds, I'm going to offend somebody saying that, and like jocks, like we all think that one of us is better than the other. We're, we're the same, man. Yep. We're all the same. It just doesn't matter how you shape it. We're, we're the fucking same. The only people that are different are gym rats because I hate them. I don't I don't hate people that go to the gym a lot, but like that guy I hate because he's the worst. Um for me it's I don't crossfitters. Count, I don't count him as ju- well kind of I kind of put him together. Like um if you're that guy at the gym, I probably disagree with you. Like <laughs> you can be in great shape and go every day and whatever, but like don't be the guy there that like I don't want you coming and touching my weights while I'm doing it. Because you need to show me the right way. You're just talking about an asshole at that point. Yeah. But they're like, you know the guy. Yeah, like, yeah. The guy. Like, I there's go to the always gym that guy. and there's this dude. He wears, like, super booty shorts. He's got a tank top on that's essentially what a G-string would be for shirts. And, like, he's screaming. Screaming. Not, there's no grunt. There's no, like, I'm just going to put a little bit of effort in. Like, a little bit more on this one. Like, it's not screaming. Guttural noises coming from the... I have headphones on, and I hear this guy. If you're that guy, I hate you. I don't count you as a jock. You're not in that whatever. You're just that guy. So, don't be that guy. What you have to do to rib that guy is, like, stand right next to him and get the heaviest weight you can, and instead of, like, grunting or anything, go, like, ugh. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> just make him as uncomfortable as possible yeah that'd be hilarious i uh what a rib yeah just get the lightest weight to do that to him like i think that would just bother him even more but uh yeah i don't know man people are not as different as they want to seem i guess is my biggest point to that yeah i don't understand when like having a hobby or liking a movie became like this is my personality i i never i don't understand music that. Music is oh, bad for that, that's too. that's a problem with music. Yes, absolutely. Like, you don't like this I, music. You have insulted me as a person. You're a fucking loser if you don't like fucking metallic. How can you... What kind of person walks around on this earth and doesn't like Metallica? But it can only be Metallica before the Black Album. Because then you really love Metallica and that's my soul. Go fuck yourself, alright? I'll like whatever I want to. Yeah. I used to be like that when I was a kid, but like when I was young and in that sort of, you know, age bracket where you're trying to figure out who you are, that's all you, that's just something you have to identify with and cling on to. But, you know, 
a year and a half later, I'm like, well, that's really dumb. Well, we didn't have much growing up, so that was kind of what we had. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? Like, it was not only a different time, but, like, we didn't have a lot. We didn't have the game consoles or the... Parents. <laughs> parents. <laughs> TV. Like, we didn't really have that. So, yeah, we were kind of forced to accept uh, our personalities i guess or the way we were from what we were listening to or whatever so i guess that's a little bit different but again you have to grow out of that i think if you don't you can't enjoy both of our playlists are so off the wall like we both have taylor swift on them we both have my chem we both have our own like favorites so like metal more your area or like the hard i'm a a hip-hop guy yeah like, we definitely have our own branches, but, like, you gotta love everything, man. Like, you don't have to like everything, but you can't shit on someone for liking something. Yeah. I think the days of shitting on someone for liking something is, well, unless you are a uh, Pittsburgh Steelers fan or a Cleveland Browns fan, I fuck you. Or a Mystic Mind player. Sure. Like, they're just something spitefully. Like, if you're a Juju Smith-Schuster believer, don't talk to me. Um but that's that's spiteful stuff. That's not even like personality stuff. I just that's a spiteful hate. But it's all in fun too. It's not actual like I hate that person. But yeah, there are people out there that take that to that extreme. Somewhere, <coughs> somewhere, it changed from being I don't like this music or I don't like this song to I don't like you because you like this song. You fucking listen to Justin Bieber, you giant piece of human shit. Yeah. I hate that. And you attack people online for that. Granted, I've done it. I've been that person. If you go far, I don't care about deleting my tweets. If you go back far enough, you're going to fucking find them. I'm aware that they exist and it sucks that I was that guy. I'm not. So don't fucking bother with the coming at me about it. If you actually take the time to do that, uh, you're a loser. Nobody's but, record is spotless. No. Well, unless you're like John Cena, but like whatever. He's pretty perfect. Oh, who? Uh, Derek Jeter is fucking perfect. Fuck that guy. Russell Wilson, perfect. Fuck those guys. Hmm. But um, yeah, no, it's true. No one's totally out of the, the woodworks, but the days of like, I hate The Office. I hate that show. Me too. I think it sucks. Erin loves it. It is her favorite. When she watches it, it drives me bananas. But I go and do something else. I don't sit there on the couch and go, you're a fucking loser for liking this. You're watching this for the fifth time? I fucking hate you. Yeah. We can't, the relationship over because you want. There are people that do that. Yep. I can't. Absolutely. I love Lost. Like I'm, I'm a Lost truther. It is my... Probably my favorite TV show ever. Like, Game of Thrones kind of stepped in there, but I've seen Lost in its entirety, like, five times. Mm. I love it. Someone was like, you're a fucking loser for liking Lost. I was like, you're a loser for thinking that way. Like, and they had no comeback. Like, I don't I don't care. Like, it's, I'm going to like what I want to like, and there's nothing you're going to do about it. You can stew on that if you want, but... Do you remember back in the day? Oh, my God. Star Wars versus Star Trek. Oh, yeah, yeah. You could yeah. only be a fan of one. Yep. I fucking love both. So... You can shut the fuck up. Yeah, and DS9 is the best Star Trek, so let's, like, not pretend See, it is. See, I like it. Voyager. I like Voyager was it for me. But, That's fine. Yeah. Um, but, so the reason I prefer DS9 over, over, over the other ones, all of them, is because the other ones all suffer from the same problem. Or, not problem. Writing style, I should say. So the Traveling somewhere to find the problem and solve it in each episode? Yeah, where they go drives the plot, as yeah. opposed to DS9, where the 
it's largely stationary and the characters drive the plot. Like nobody handles more shit as a Federation officer than Cisco, who is a religious icon, a captain, a father, all at the same time. Oh, don't forget a war general. <laughs> like he has seen some shit. Um, and I thought that that's why I liked it so much. I think it's crazy that he actually turned out to be crazy. He did, uh, not crazy. He just, he's, he's way out there now, man. When I think it was Shatner did the captain's show, like he did this thing where he went and interviewed everyone that was a captain. Yeah. I I think you've, you've seen that, right? Not seen it. I know of it. Okay, you should definitely search it out. I don't. I don't know what it's called, but yeah, he interviews everyone that was like like uh, Mulgrew, everybody, Bakula, <laughs> and he actually makes fun of Bakula, which is hilarious. But yeah, he he um, and he goes and interviews Cisco, and just while he's talking and stuff, he's like rocking back and forth all the time. He doesn't leave his house. Like he's like he's super. Something happened. Like something clicked for him, or snapped, or. Maybe he just, I don't even want to say descended, because if you're like that, you are who you are, whatever. Mm-hmm. He's so different in the way he talks about things now, in art and how he creates and how life flows. He's he's very, um, how can I put it? Like, you know when like they're doing movies about the 70s and they want the really over-the-top hippie character? Yeah. That's kind of how he talks, <laughs> and it's not how he was then. So something definitely changed for him. And even, I think you can see it on Shatner's face. He was very, like, like this is super fucking different. Hmm. But, yeah, go, go search it out. It's kind of <coughs> kind of cool. But I agree. DS9 had a lot of things that you didn't have to deal with. It. Voyager, they kind of did. They, they did the whole, like, kind of family development a little bit. Yeah. But nothing like in DS9. Yeah, they could. they built a school because they had to. Or they. There was a school on the station the whole time, yeah. O'Brien's yeah, well, kids. Well, they didn't, but they didn't. It wasn't there like right away. Like they well, opened no, the school because the Cardassians uh, didn't have one, so they put one in there. Yeah, right. I just I remember that storyline. This is nothing like that in other Star Treks that I can remember. There, there are a few episodes where they touch on the fact that there were kids on the Enterprise D, for example. Like yeah. Picard gets trapped with the kids at one point, and they sing Farajaka. Right, right. I remember that. Um. So they touch on it. But they weren't a focal point. Yeah, like O'Brien's kids is in the whole show. Like it's a character and yeah. his wife, uh, Keiko. Yeah. Um, like Dax and Worf have a real relationship. I yeah. mean, Riker and uh, uh, Troy, Troy flirt, but they don't ever, like it's they never really later. explored. They do later yeah, in, in, the uh, in, the, in movies and in Picard, which was awesome. And then, um, um, you know, Data's character develops. Yep. But aside from him... Who really changed all that much right. on Next Generation? No one really. Like Worf, a little bit, I Not guess. Not really. It wasn't until DS9 that he evolved. Well, didn't he become like... He, didn't he connect with his kid a little bit? Yeah, but I just mean like in a full... Like when you talk about what you... Like a real arc, it didn't really hit till DS9. It's like when they... Fair when enough. he joined DS9, they were like, look, you're going to be... I almost feel like that writing and he's like, hey, we want you to do this for DS9. He's like, I don't want to be the same guy. So like, all right, well, we're gonna get you to do this and do this. Like, I, I feel like he had that conversation because it was so off of what he mm. was in Next Gen. It's almost like he was a fully fledged, fleshed out person. Yeah, and yeah. they have just had more time to explore that. Just like yeah. um, uh, Garrick, 
maybe one of the best shows or best characters in all of Star Trek ever. How does Garrick know how to do all that stuff? He never once said how he knows how to do any of that hacker shit that he knows or how he can get around the Cardassian order and all that stuff. Yeah. He just can, and he's a tailor, and he, <laughs> it's amazing. Right. And, uh, yeah, the bad guy, Gold Dukat, he was fantastic as well. Great. Every, like, there's a lot about DS9 to love, honestly. Uh, there's a couple things that I, I don't know, I just kind of got over. I kind of got over the Cardassian war. I, like, I hated, uh, not hated, I didn't like Odo. Um, like there are just certain things about the show that I was like, yeah, I could understand not liking Odo. He's comparatively, he's bland next to everyone else. I think he's meant to be though, which I yeah. think going back and I watching it. it later, I understood. But as a kid, I was like, cause remember when that came out, I was, oh God. Yeah. You were young. Super young. That's yeah. before Voyager. Yep. Voyager so actually like launches from six DS9. Six or seven. Yeah, it does. Pretty, it's, it's in the intro. Pretty cool. Uh, I was like, yeah, six or seven when DS9 was out. So me watching it, I see a guy like Odo, and I was like, I don't fucking care about that guy. Do you see Family Guy rip on him? No, it, I don't want like Family perfect. Guy. So like, it's Stewie as Quark, and then just Odo nice. is there. Nice, And Odo is like, I could turn into a snake and eat you, Quark. And, and Stewie just goes, why don't you turn into somebody with a personality? <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, slam dunk. <laughs> That's fun. Quark was a great character. Yeah, he was. He was super fun. And again, you wouldn't have been able to explore. Do you remember the episode where they became gods? Oh, like, not. Do you remember that? Like, yes. Yeah, yeah that's so talking. funny. You remember and they it... went back to primitive times, like yeah. uh, ni- 1998, and he starts messing with the with the humans, <laughs> and he goes, "I knew they were stupid. I had no idea they were this dumb." He's, <laughs> he's like making them do stuff by like, touching himself, his head and stuff. It's yeah. really good. Like, yeah, I don't know. That show is really good, but I was always more of a Voyager fan. But the point was like. You had to choose at one point. There's the movie. Uh, what is it called? Uh, oh, boy. Uh, Fanboys? It's about uh, oh, yeah, them yeah, seeing yeah. episode one. And they fight Seth Rogen <laughs> as he's a Star Trek fan. But he fights himself <laughs> because he's yeah. also a Star Wars fan. Yeah, yeah. But uh, they do that whole thing where they show up there just to, like, fuck with them or whatever. That kind of, like, combativeness between the two fan bases still exists. It's still very much there. It's crazy to me. I love them both, man. You should be able to love more than just the one thing. Um, um, I I love that movie too. Fanboys, yeah, it's so good. just for the Han Solo is not a, a bitch. bitch. Han Solo is not. No, nobody calls Han Solo a bitch. And then he starts fighting. Yeah, no, that's what it. pushes him over the edge. Yeah rush i love them ripping on rush the whole time that's super good it's all rush all the time yeah and yeah super funny because i've met guys like that it it's good man yeah so i wanted to jump to a couple of things um that we both like and don't like sure hit me up so i want to talk about a favorite star wars film okay uh, Return of the Jedi. Mine's Rogue One. Okay, that's fair. Uh, I actually get ripped on a lot for that. I don't understand why. It's a very good film. It's, it's a good film. It's great, but people are like, it's not really a Star Wars movie. Why first is off, it not really a Star Wars off, movie? First off, pump the brakes. It has the greatest Darth Vader scene of all time. Okay, that clip that was shown on Twitter, I said I was going to talk about it. I'm going to talk about it. Uh, Star Wars would be way cooler 
if they did every scene with Darth Vader like that. It was fucking awesome. You see, I don't agree with that. Oh, it was awesome. Because I, f- I think that Darth Vader in the original trilogy is shot brilliantly. Because when he's not on screen, people are talking about the fact that they are scared of him and that he's coming for them. So, like, he's always present. He's like Jaws. When he shows up, everything he does is impactful, but he's yeah. not on screen that much. And I felt that was very smart. I just loved when he, like, Mark's so in people. Rogue One, because in the movie, you don't see it. Like, you really don't see, like, he's like he's an old guy. You know what I mean? Like, he's not, and I guess he is kind of an old guy at that yeah, point. Yeah, he's supposed to be. Right. Like, well, he's like 20 years younger than Obi-Wan. You really get to see the fight with Luke. And that's about it. Like, yeah. The so when you Luke. see when you see this the soldiers for the Rebel Alliance in that hallway, yeah, and his fucking lightsaber hits, I just remember sitting in the theater going, "Oh my fucking god!" <laughs> and then yeah, he's mur. It's the first time where like he appears and you go, "Oh, that's why everyone's scared." Like was scared of him. It was fucking. Cool, it, it was not the first time for me. Like, how many? He just kills guys all the time, just for like. You've disappointed me, and you're dead. And it's like that simple. Guys get promoted because Vader just decides he's going to kill the guy. Right. No, I get that. <laughs> so, like, I got the fear. But if I they... expected that from a villain, though. That's Fair. That's kind of why I was like, all right. So, yeah, he just, like, kills people because he has this power and other people don't. Even, even as a kid, I went, yeah, I'd be scared of that. But it's the first time you see him unleash his full. So, he does. So, first, he does the. He, he does everything in that like what's amazing about that he's everything in about 55 seconds yeah he deflects the the blasters he throws a guy on a roof and you see him close it you know he's crushed him like he crushed his entire body with his hand Mm -hmm. flings him takes the weapons slashes them in half and mercilessly stabs the guy through the door you see all the things that you like wanted to see from those other movies bang you see it right there in 55 seconds it was like amazing and the whole rogue one movie was worth the whole ending from them linking it to episode four everything not even getting into i'm so happy they're doing spin-off series from rogue one apparently where they're going to talk more about that section that whole period of time that you don't get to hear a lot or see a lot of Hmm. which is another reason why i love rogue one don't get me wrong i love like return of the jedi and empire i even love the phantom menace i love the prequel movies I think they get shit on a lot for little to no reason. Not the biggest fan of the newest ones, but I understand that like what they were made for, and I like I don't care. They were still fun to watch. I don't care about the story or how they feel about characters or whatever forty-five to fifty-year-old men are complaining about. I don't care. I enjoyed them as movies. But Rogue One did so many things different. I didn't need the story of darth vader and luke and i didn't need it to enjoy it i loved every character i felt emotionally attached to each one getting offed which spoiler alert they all die like i understand i loved seeing like cameo appearances from characters and stuff i thought was super cool that you recognize like when they go like where's general whoever whoever oh he went there and then it was like general akbar that ended up getting the codes or whatever or Like, they tied it in so nicely, and it was all just side characters and stuff. And then if you're actually watching in the combat and everything, you see, like, I'm pretty sure you see Wedge. You see uh, other characters from those original movies within that fight, so it kind of tied it all in. And, man, everything about it, the 
the the battle sequences just they took care of everything man and they killed those characters off in ways that i felt like gutted <laughs> when k2 died gutted when um uh buddy who's blind but not a jedi or whatever when he goes gutted when his buddy watches him die and he comes across the beach and just fucking lights them all up and then inevitably gets killed by a grenade and you see his face gutted dude in the um, in the ship the the pilot they saved or whatever the moment he right realizes he's fucked after he transmits the messages it's just like ah every every character that they put in the movie that died even the villain krennic is probably man he's probably like top two of my favorite villains in star wars he was the actor is amazing i love him in uh bloodline but in season one bloodline and i fucking loved him in that movie Mm. like general krennic was he gets shit on the whole time the whole thing of him watching the death star destroy him like the thing he created kills him like the whole thing for him was awesome and they did it in one movie yep i feel like they accomplished a lot in one movie that some of the other movies failed to do for me and then people say like well it's not really a star wars movie it is to me the fucking star wars movie you see everything you see the force real battles storylines the character development everything it to me it's perfect it's a perfect movie to me and yeah i get ripped on a lot online when i talk about rogue one being my favorite or like when you have discussions like this uh people people always give me that like huh, that like i like what they like head turn huh why like eh, uh, yeah it's my favorite one man why is return of the jedi your favorite movie uh because star wars for me is all about the confrontation between luke and vader at least the original trilogy and when you finally get that fight between luke and vader it's not just so much a physical fight between luke skywalker and anakin skywalker darth vader it's a battle of luke himself within himself and all of that is carried on perfectly throughout the fight even in the way it's shot with like his lighting and things like that there he's in the dark half of the time so he's falling towards the dark side and you see it as he's you know he's got vader down on one knee and he's just hammering him and he knows he's lost it and then when he cuts off Vader's hand and he looks at his own, it all clicks to him that he's become he's falling he in one shot. Yeah. Okay. I I can dig that. And he throws it away, and his you know his father helps him and all that stuff. And you can say what you want about like you know pe- Luke is changing it and putting in this or that or uh, I don't know what's supposed to you know Rise of Skywalker bringing him back and like all that kind of stuff. Oh, Palpatine. Yeah. I whatever don't, i don't care that, that's another issue for another day it was cool but like rise um return of the jedi uh just built that's all the build up from all those years uh put into a single like that's a few shots of the movie yeah and so much is conveyed by mark hamill in that scene and Big then time. again music lighting everything went into uh making that work and you you know people don't like the wookies and stuff I don't care. Do I think it's a little bit ridiculous that uh, their Ewoks? sticks are taking out uh, Stormtroopers' armor? <laughs> yeah, not only them, but the Imperial AT-ATs just going down from logs. Okay, I guess, but like whatever. Yeah, it was made in like what the seventies. Yeah, and it's like, are Imperial walkers meant to walk over logs? Probably that are not. Rolling? Yeah. yeah. Well, so, considering they have different ones for different climates, right? Yeah. Like they they show that in the other movies. They have different machines for different climates and whatever, so it's like whatever. And when, like, they get smashed by two 
two logs. A lot of people complain about that when two giant logs crush one of them and explodes. How could it be, you know, resist blaster fire? Because blasters are just energy. You could build a shield or something to deflect that. That is a solid object moving very fast towards a, uh, the side. Well, you watched The Mandalorian. Yeah. They took out a walker with a fucking hole in the ground. Yep. No one complained then. The ditch or whatever, yeah. right? Yeah. No one complained then. Great was, series. Oh, it's phenomenal. Bill Burr doing what he said he was never going to do. He openly talked about how he was never going to get in any th- involved in anything Star Wars. And what does his ass do? Plays a badass character on The Mandalorian. So when they give him enough money, he'll that's, change his tune. That's not what it was, apparently. Apparently, it was that it wasn't shot like green screen. Because Mandalorian wasn't shot green screen. Mm-hmm. They did that live capture, um, uh, like a video game engine yeah, to shoot it. They did it with TVs and everything behind them and not just a green screen. So it actually felt like you were actually there. And apparently Bill Burr said, like, yeah, that's part of the reason I did it. It wasn't just me yelling at a green tennis ball. Like, it was actually, <coughs> it, there was an actual environment for him to act around, so he was cool with it. He thought the Mandalorian was cool. Still's not going to watch Star Wars, he said, but, like, he's, you know, he said it was a fun project to do, so he did it. I think that's pretty cool. But, yeah, I, I, I can see why Jedi, there's a big argument. Not a big argument. Well, I guess it's kind of a big argument in the, which is the best Star Wars movie of all time and whatever. And Jedi definitely seems to come up like it's Empire and Jedi that seem to be the two that people fight over. I don't get the 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 um, the um super love for Empire Strikes Back. I don't get that. Oh, I understand it. It's a it's it's a great film, and I understand why people would say it's the best because it ha- it packs such an emotional punch. But for me, man, all all of that emotional punch is just for the emotional punch of Luke and Vader. So mm-hmm. that's just like the appetizer to the main course of of jedi i don't think solo gets talked enough about i really enjoyed solo and i you know what i think a lot more people would if it didn't have a star wars label attached to it if it was any other sci-fi movie people would be praising this thing like it's the greatest thing ever right um, but i think it's lost like the guy that played han did a great job man i agree with you and, and lando oh god he was so good the first time he spoke i actually didn't think it was him i thought they had used um the original actor's voice for a scene because the, i don't think the camera's on him the first time he talks and it's focusing on han and i was like why is that actually him and then no it's it's just um childish gambino's uh work he he was really good man he was uh he nailed it the whole time he got the charisma and everything like that everything about him i hope they do more i hope they do another movie with them because the way they set it up and made it seem like they were going to i (coughs) (coughs) if they do i want them to be very particular over which characters they choose to do like i don't want to see one for luke Uh, um i don't want to see one for princess leia really either like leave them alone please um, I know a lot of people want to see one for Boba Fett, but I don't. He's the most overrated character in Star Wars. He's a UPS guy. <laughs> what does he do in Star Wars? Nothing. He I thought, doesn't do anything. So I think, so when they said they were going to do a Boba Fett movie or a Boba Fett TV show or whatever, I was really worried that it was actually going to be Boba Fett, but I love what they did just at being the Mandalorian. Yes, that's I think fine. it's cool seeing that. I don't want to see a Boba Fett's like. What would you like? I want to see a guy running off. packages. Yeah, 
Think about what he does in Star Wars, folks. Now, I know a lot of you are going to be mad for me saying that he's ass, but the fact is, he gets killed by a guy who is A, blind, and B, not even trying to kill him. Yeah. Yeah. He did it by accident. <laughs> like, that's how bad he got murked. He, apparently, there's this whole thing where he's actually alive and he's going to pop up in a Star Wars movie or whatever because the... The Sarlacc pick takes so yeah, long. Yeah. And, like, he didn't, like, kill him or we got out or I don't know what the fuck. But I, I've heard that kind of stuff, but, you know, it's I never... haven't seen it yet. <laughs> it's never canon. And we had the whole entire sequel trilogy and yeah. we didn't see anything about it, so I doubt we're going to. Exactly. But, no, I, I, think, I think more people need to show some love for um solo yes um his portrayal of han is so good because he does enough where he's like harrison ford including like how he stands when he's shooting is very much just like harrison ford but he's not doing it in a way where he comes off as a parody or like he's in imitating uh han solo i'm like okay yes i believe this to be young han solo and uh, it's pretty cool man that in itself is an accomplishment so what do you think they're going to do now? Those movies are over. There's, I've heard like there's two different trilogies that I've I've heard that Tarantino wanted to do one, and there's somebody else. he wanted to do an R-rated one. Uh, there's somebody else that said they're going to do a three movie series. I'm kind of just at the point where I'm excited for the TV shows now. Um, I want to see the Obi Wan show. I want to see the Mandalorian. Is McGregor coming back for that? Yes. That's so cool. Um, that's so fucking cool. As for new movies, I just don't know. I think everyone needs a bit of a break. Are you at the point where you don't care now? I wouldn't say I don't care. I think I would care. I just think I've hit the end game. Huh. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> I agree. I didn't like the the movies. Like, okay, so when the first one, Force Awakens, was awesome. I remember being in the theaters with you and everyone, like our, our clique of like five or six people. You see the, the troopers right away. And I remember we just looked at each other. We're like, oh my God, like it's back. Like... We get to experience this now because when episode one came out, I wasn't really, I was still back in Guelph. I think it was nine or ten. I didn't really get to feel that. Yeah, you'd be super young. Whatever, yeah. So when Force Awakens, I was like, oh. And then I remember even walking out of that movie going like, wasn't that just A New Hope? Like, didn't we just rewatch A New Hope? So right from there, I was less interested in these movies. And as they went along, I was still less and less interested in them. But I watched them and I enjoyed them as a fan and whatever. Again, I don't get too up and down on movies or whatever, but... I didn't like how it all ended up. I'm the fanfic guy in this situation where I was like, why did they do it that way? Or why did they do it this way? Or one, I'll say one scene that took me out of the last one was all the Star Destroyers. They had that many fucking Star Destroyers on that planet and they got just like done. They got fucking, you had a fleet like that and you waited what for this moment for your ego? Like what, like what the fuck? Like there was just too many. If they cut down their warships in like half, I'd probably be like, "Yeah, okay, I can." Would that, that really have mattered that much? Yeah, it was too much, man. Like, I don't it was, know if it would. It was too much. It they to me, it was like so much. It was almost comical. Um, to me, like when I'm watching it, and I sat there in the theater and I watched it, and I was just like, "Really?" Like I had that moment when I saw it. Maybe I'm being picky or whatever, but I was just like, it. It kind of took me out of like the seriousness of it. Because you don't see that in any other part of the movie where there's that many ships. There's that many anything. Well, they've had 10 years to build them. So I'm fine with it. Um, what I think I don't like the most is actually them kissing. 
Uh, oh, um, Ray and, and and Kylo. Yeah, yeah. I'm completely fine with how Kylo's character developed. Uh, I'm fine with everything, and especially, especially the Die Hard callback was amazing. So Mitch. when they do, so they establish through the whole Force the divergence or whatever it's called in the Force, where they can uh, talk. Not only talk, but physical things happen. Like when he reaches out his hand and she's on the Luke's world. Yeah. He gets the water on his glove and that's the beginning of physical things transferring. Then later they fight and when she swings a lightsaber through something, the basket falls where Kylo is instead of where she is. So when she passes him the lightsaber and he pulls it from behind his back, that's straight up diehard. In the movie Die Hard, he tapes the gun to his back so he can come up with his hands behind his head, pull out the gun, and kill the guy. It's a, so they just did Die Hard. <laughs> right. Okay. I never thought of it that way. Yeah. So I just I, I just, loved that. See, what's funny is you looked at it that way, and I was like, oh, they used the force to do that. Like that's how my brain, <laughs> oh, sure. like works for that. That's what they did in the movie. But I was like, yeah, they totally got that from Die Hard. <laughs> and there's any problem with uh, taking from one of the best action movies of all time? Right? I mean, when you're a trendsetter, you're a trendsetter. Yeah. Yeah, how I many movies like, have ripped off Die Hard? I didn't like Die Hard. What? Yeah. Okay, that's a bit weird. I don't, I don't get the, <laughs> you're a terrible human being, just a whatever. No, I just didn't get it, and this is not what I'm into. Sure, that's fine. I just, I watched them, and I was like, yeah, whatever, action movie, fucking 90s. Yeah, yeah that's exactly that's, what it is, yeah, a 90s action movie. I just movie. didn't, like, I mean, yeah, I don't know, just not into it. I like it. They're not my favorite thing, you know. It's yeah, fine. What uh, what video games are you playing right now? What's your thing? Um, not a whole lot, honestly. I've um, I've got like Pokemon <laughs> that I'm still playing on the VGC. Um, like Yu-Gi-Oh, Link Evolution, Smite, and Black Flag. I picked up again. Oh, so you're just going back through that one? Yep. Actually, from uh, going back to Valhalla, it looks like they've actually kept the Black Flag like uh, ship. Oh yeah, they're they, going. They did to. an Odyssey too, but like yeah, they kind of kept it. Like the intro scene in the trailer or whatever for the gameplay is them like sailing in to do combat. So it shows like a, a water to ground like raid like right away. Pretty cool. Nice. You yeah. the Black Flag was like real true innovation in the franchise big time they needed it and uh when it was such a success it stuck like i even have the one that's like an indirect sequel to black flag i forget what it's called Re rebellion or something like that where yeah it's just another pirate game essentially yeah but it, it was yeah it's pretty cool i'm actually excited for valhalla right now i am playing a lot of smite yep i'm being terrible at it I did just dummy a dude. I play a, uh, like, whatever, year long until the new game comes out. Uh, Dynasty franchise in Madden. I absolutely torched a guy, 70 to 20 yesterday. Uh, took his soul from his body. Um, I'm playing a lot of, obviously, Call of Duty for Warzone and whatever. But outside of that, I kind of keep it limited to, like, the three games. I'm not really, not really very adventurous right now. Pretty boring. Just bought a PS4 again. Got another one of those. Um playing uh, the show as usual mm. but yeah not a whole lot of my gaming thing what do you got coming up uh coming up for games ah games youtube uh so i upload every thursday on youtube uh at least um that is the day my sealed only ddd series goes up and then 
whenever else throughout the week I can find time. I'll put something else out as well. So it's usually two times a week. Um, so there's that I still have to do. Um, we will be wrestling again soon. Yes. 60 days. Hit us with that date. I don't, I don't know if I'm actually allowed to say. Okay. Well, never mind. Don't hit us with the date, but it's coming. September 12th. Just leave it in there. (laughs) (laughs) September 12th. We're going to be back. Um, if you heard it here first, uh, don't tell Andrew. If you heard it from PCW, then great. <laughs> but yeah. So yeah, wrestling's coming back. Pretty, pretty. F- I'm half excited, half nervous. I'm actually really excited. Uh, I've been itching to get back in the ring for quite a while now. Just going through my clips and stuff um, for my Patreon. So for my Patreon, I upload exclusive matches where they're not uploaded elsewhere. Or I do my own commentary over them if they happen to be. And you can learn like backstage stuff. And then I'll also be uploading backstage stuff like videos and stuff of us backstage getting ready for shows or something like that. Yeah. Uh, exclusively to Patreon. And then, you know, you get lots of tiers for helping uh, support the channel monetarily like that. Early access to videos, stuff like that. I'll look at your deck list and talk to you about it if you want. Nice, man. Yeah, man. That's the most demanding one, right? Because, like, that's real time. I pro- Like, one hour, I will sit there with you on, like, a video call, and we will go over every card in your deck if you want. And I'm not going to be that guy that sits there and tells you, like, Your deck is shit. Why are you using this trash card? I'll say, yeah. why Why do you want to use this that's card? That's super important, man. Yes. Because, like, not everybody's going to want to play the top meta decks. They're going to want to have fun right and uh you know if they want to play their dark magician i'm going to help them make the best dark magician i can even though well it's trash (laughs) (laughs) yeah man like like we've talked about a lot on here it's it's about what you want it's about what you like yes you got to find what makes you happy and uh just find a way to monetize it if you can (laughs) because then you're not actually working yeah that's that's the hustle right that's what everyone's trying to trying to get there so okay so every thursday what uh you can hit us with all your links how do you find you all right so the youtube channel is called yugi leo so it's like just like the tv show except the o is spelt l-e-o-h like leo right and uh i thought that was clever and people have got it so i like it um then my patreon is also yugi leo and then i am leo london 23 on instagram on twitter think that's it on facebook you can find my facebook page although that's been fairly inactive since we're not wrestling but that's going to change soon right coming back so pretty cool man i want to thank you for coming and hanging out with me and talking some shit and um looking forward to not only continue doing this and bringing different hobbies and different views and different opinions on a bunch of things that we all do love and care about i really just want to stress how important it is to always have a hobby doesn't matter what the hobby is you can like knitting you can whatever it is man you got to find it stamp collecting yeah yeah well i've known people that do it it's it's crazy enough it's it's all important and if you don't have it to take yourself out of what you have to do on the grind and and every day it just because it just makes life a lot easier for you man before you know it you know you're gonna be 45 50 and wish you had done stuff and it, it doesn't matter what it is, man. Watch movies. Watch cartoons. You want to watch, you know, whatever. Whatever you want to do, man. Just do it and be happy doing it. And then uh, come and talk to me about it because 
That's what I care about. I care about hearing stuff that I, I have never gotten into Yu-Gi-Oh! in my life. So I learned some stuff today. I'll get you in one day. There's, <laughs> there's probably stuff in there that I'm going to go and watch now just because, you know, I got to do it. So uh, the next episode, we will have the outlaw, Adam Knight, copying... Stopping by to talk his 20, oh God, 27 years in professional wrestling. You might say he's a veteran. Yeah, maybe, maybe. He's got some work to do, kid. But, uh, you know. I'll put him over. From, <laughs> from uh, Japan to Winnipeg to the U.S., he's done it. We're going to talk some more Star Wars and some more video games because I didn't realize that he is a bit of a gamer himself. He's also an author, so I'm going to love to talk to him about that. So tune into that. That'll be episode four. For now, I'm going to sign off and just let the music ride out, man. Everyone have a good time and uh, enjoy your hobbies. <laughs>